Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. I, I think Sex Pistols are pretty groovy. Now, they remind me a lot of Fiorella LaGuardia, you know. Sure. <laughs> I, I like Sex Pistols, you know. What's your favorite Sex Pistols song? I think, song? Uh, huh? What's your favorite <laughs> Sex Pistols song? Oh, uh, uh, I'm trying to think right now. I haven't. Let me see. First Sex Pistols song I've heard? Yeah. yeah. I guess Hot Cars. Hot Cars. Hot oh, that's, Cars. That's a good one, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I still think we should mention again that Rocky uh, Erickson is the guy who founded the 13th floor. There's some folks out there who don't know that, Rocky. Oh, yeah. Well, um, uh, you know... You're going to miss me. Yeah, uh, you're going to miss me. I've already told you about it. You're going to miss me, you know. Uh, you're going to miss me? Oh, it's a... You're going to miss me, I guess, it's about the creature from the Black Lagoon. Ideal is the whole milk. That's the ideal. As much as your little belly can hold. Thank you. 
Yes, Tom. Let's start it. I welcome all to the It's time for the show to start. I apologize for the slight delay. But if you're listening on the podcast, you don't know about no delay. You don't know nothing about nothing with that, right? You get the thing you want, and I bring it, and we got Mike and Pat, and Dudio ain't there tonight, but he's trying, and we're rooting for him. I think he might have the Corolla virus, and it's just how it goes, and uh, he's going to be back and better than ever, and uh, let's get to it, and uh, we're, tonight the topic is skin crawlers. We're going to talk about those skin crawling things that make you, make you give you the old heebie-jeebies. Because now everybody's in high alert for heebie-jeebie, uh, heebie-jeebie, uh, status. Um, let's do it. You want to play the theme and then we'll start the show? About that, remember? Remember? How about that? Late great baseball announcer said that. How about that? We all said, what is he talking about, right? And, get it? Maria, I can't hear myself so much in the microphone. Is that a, in the headphones? Something I'm doing. It helps the kid hear himself. 
pronounce through his own little head. He's got a southern accent. I don't think I have one. My head. Right? Well, well, well. I want to uh, talk to y'all about... Uh, what? No? Is that it? Southern... I guess I'm looking at Twitter. I get, yeah, I get bad news reaction. So welcome to the best show. I'm here to do a show, not to not to do anything with her. Right, Mike? Yes, sir. Right, Mike gets it. Mike gets it. They all don't get it, yeah. but Mike gets it. I'm One of my favorite things about him, he gets it. Yeah, I'm doing so it. So tonight we got Mike on board. I'm in Los Angeles, city of the the uh, the doomed, as <laughs> the great uh, Gene Clark once said. Did he say doomed? Damned. Why do I keep forgetting this? It's so weird that this is some some mental block for me. That he 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 sang the song Los Angeles. Los Angeles, City of the Doomed. Well, I'm here. I'm at the Forever Dog Studios. And let me say something. The Forever Dogs? If you can't hang with the Forever Dogs, get off the porch. <laughs> That's just how it goes, man. They get it here. There's some, uh, some, uh, some, some pretty sweet programming. I heard they Forever have, they Dog. have a porch now. They do. They have a porch. They got everything at Forever Dog. I get it, man. I get the appeal. The L.A. podcast scene. And look, you throw a rock, you hit someone with a podcast out here. You don't think I know that? You got, yeah, 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 you go sit down to eat. So, uh, somebody's, uh, uh, it sticks a, it sticks a Shure SM57 in front of you. And they say, uh, I want to know if you'll uh, tell me your order into this microphone because I do a podcast about food people order. (laughs) But Forever Dog, they get it. And they got all the best podcasts. They got uh, James Adomian, Underclass. Underclass with James Adomian. Just saw him. Just saw him. It's really like uh, the Brill Building. I ran into him. He's leaving. I'm coming in. They got Laundry Man, Brent Douglas, who's uh, who his show is blowing up by all accounts. I've heard amazing things about what's going on with Brent Dinklage these days. People cannot get enough of Laundry Man. Um, but look, I ain't concerned about James Adomian's thing. I ain't concerned about Laundry Man. I'm concerned about the best show, and that's why I step to you tonight. Humble. Humble, I step in front of you. And I say to you, welcome to the best show here. Uh, Jersey City, we got Pat Byrne. Hello. AP Mike. How's it going, Tom? Jason. Uh, good, good. Jason Dudio Gore, not on hand tonight. He is, uh, we feel like he might have the coronavirus, and we are certainly hoping he doesn't. Um. Now what is what am I supposed to be doing with this whole thing? Because people are like, 
I just went and ate, right? I just went and ate at a, a popular uh, eatery, eatery spot. There's nobody in there. A ghost town, a veritable ghost town in there. It's like, are you not supposed to eat food in places anymore? Am I doing this wrong? Um, no. Um, a lot of hand washing is protocol. Well, that I'm not doing. Yeah. You didn't stock well, up did. on uh, pasta and, and soup all, all week? That's what everybody was doing. They were stocking up. No, I didn't. I didn't stock up on pasta and soup. I'm not opening an Olive Garden. Um, so I well, then you would I need breadsticks. Yeah, I'd have to get. Uh, I'd have to get. Yeah, I'd have to get uh, bre- unlimited breadsticks yes, too. Forever, unlimited forever supply. I'm telling you, I got to figure. I got to get to the bottom of that. Unlimited breadsticks, really? I'm wondering. We go into training. I, I start. I, I go in. I Kobayashi a, a a a place like that. I go in. I Kobayashi them. What are they going to do? Right? I start putting back the breadsticks, and finally they'll they'll uh, they'll John they'll John pinette me out of the place. They'll say you go you go now. Like when he told his famous stand up comedy routine about. Uh, about uh about doing the about going to the the buffet and eating all the food. Uh, they'll, they'll they'll John pinette me right out of the place. Yeah, it's like Mike, uh, don't let the <laughs> don't let the John pinette me out. I think it's like when you're at a casino and uh, you hit big and they'll let they'll let it go once, but that's it. You know they'll they'll say don't come back at the end of the evening. Yeah, they don't want you. Yeah, but you want to know what? That's why. That's when I go. I, I win big at a casino. Say I win. Say I I, I kill it on the Anchorman slot machine, right? Mm-hmm. And then they go, "Thank you, all. It's great. We'll give you the uh, the the, uh, the 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 you know the 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 uh, the, uh, the Frank Sinatra suite <laughs> here." And you know what I do? I go out to my car. I say thank you. I stay in the place. Then they try to show you to a table, and I and they want to take your all your money. I win a little more. Then they just want you out. So you know what I do? I go to my car. Then I come back in with a fake mustache. <laughs> yeah. And a cowboy hat like uh, Jack Nicholson in Mars Attacks. <laughs> I Mars Attacks that place, <laughs> that casino. They can't handle it. They don't know what to do. No. I'm Mars Attacks in this, this, uh, this jerk, right? Yeah. Bobby Valentine did that once with the Mets. Oh, it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) When he got thrown out of a game. (laughs) Maybe the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. This is is an adult, an adult, a professional human uh, in this situation. This guy, Bobby Valentine, who was this, this, uh, like he was a, he was a good manager, right? Yeah, he was very good. Is he, is he dead? No, he's still alive. Well, we say to his family, uh, we we send them the uh condolences uh the the, the loss is uh, palpable we can all feel the late great bobby valentine he's still, um, he's still alive though what's that he's still alive yeah okay <laughs> well maybe we could get one of his uh, uh one of his uh, uh descendants on the show to talk about how great he was um uh-huh. he did not he did not get 
Corolla virus though, right? No, that's no. not what, that's not what checked him out. No. No? No. Well, um, so he goes to, he's co, he's managing this baseball game. And again, you got to admit this, Mike, you, Mike loves old baseball, <laughs> old baseball, Mike. <laughs> There's something so ridiculous. <laughs> About these managers, these 60, 70 year old, some of these guys are 80 or 90 or even older. Yeah. And they dress them up. <laughs> it's like a Halloween costume. They make them wear what the players wear, mm-hmm. which makes literally no sense. Mm-hmm. Why are they dressed like players? Mm-hmm. So you got this, these, these sagging, uh, these bags of laundry, right? Mm-hmm. These, these piles of, of mulch that they're pouring into these uniforms. Mm-hmm. And, and they're walking around dressed like a, like a 22 year old mm-hmm. who's filling the thing out and they look bad in it. Yeah. These uniforms make the players look like they got guts. But here, here's the thing, Tom. It's like a work uniform. Yeah. You know, like guys who like, uh, you know, work in a garage. Yeah. They'll wear a jumpsuit or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, they're out on a baseball field. What, what are they supposed to wear? Ca- casual wear? Khakis? Polo shirt? Windbreaker. They wind- wear a nice windbreaker. <laughs> a nice windbreaker. A nice windbreaker. In August? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Work up a sweat. Look, how would it look if, if in basketball, which again, the superior sport, <laughs> everyone knows <laughs> well, it. Well, that's a different you, thing. You know it, I know it. How <laughs> would it look if suddenly you, you watch it and, and, and Jeff Van Gundy or, uh, or you got, you, what if you looked at the sideline, right? Mm-hmm. Picture this, Mike. You look at the sideline and you, and you've got, uh, you, you got, uh, uh, name, name a coach, uh, Brad Stevens. Yeah. And he's, he's dressed in a uniform. Yeah. Like a play, like as if he's supposed to go out and play. Well, it's tradition. How dumb would that, that look? Tradition comes in, in play here. Tradition. Yeah. It's a tradition. Enough with tradition. <laughs> I mean, Mike, tra- tradition is why we got the Corolla virus right now. Uh, tradition is, is uh, the, the, why the world's falling apart right now. <laughs> tradition. Mike, you gotta torch, you gotta torch this whole mess. But why does a basketball coach have to wear a suit? They're, well, they're, it, their it, guys are early, like half undressed and, and then the coach is mm-hmm. overdressed. Yeah, well, he's wearing a suit. He can wear whatever he wants. You don't see too many casual coaches, though. No, because they 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 uh because they're dressing up nice, Mike. They're respecting the game. Yeah. Players wear suits when they're injured. They sit in a suit. Yeah. And then uh, if you're not a, if you're not in a uniform, you're wearing a suit. <laughs> That's how it goes. No, yeah. it's not. It's not a Halloween town <laughs> over there. I feel. I, I look at that. I feel like I'm at a Halloween superstore. <laughs> I see baseball. I look over, I see, what's his face? What was that? What was that guy who used to, man, Dallas, uh, Dallas Green. What's his name? Dallas Green. Dallas Green. Yeah. You take that guy. Yeah. Tommy, there was this guy, Tommy Lasorda, mm-hmm. <laughs> who, yeah, was no. just this, I don't know what you would call, he was just, he was, look, he was a guy who clearly loved, he loved, uh, good food. Uh, and good. He liked, he liked, he liked living. So he enjoyed all these things. And again, we send our condolences to him as well, to his family for his passing. Um, did him and, and Bobby Valentine pass away around the same point? 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. I don't think so, no. I think there was a gap there. Well, we send our condolences then. But they used to, this guy was in his 70s. And he's he's dressed up. He's dressed up in this uniform, like it's like it like it's a Halloween coat, like it's the boardwalk, and he's he's uh like he's, he's like it's a, a clown, uh-huh. like so, a, a buffoon. So why don't you set set an age limit then? Okay. What what's the age here's, limit? No, here, where well, it's here's not, the age limit. It's not absurd. No, no, no. Here it is. If you're a player, you dress like a player. Okay. If you're a manager, you dress like a manager. Mm-hmm. That's it. As a kid, I always thought that the coaches in baseball had to also wear the uniform because if somebody got hurt or sick, <laughs> they would put them in the game. And, oh, and well, I would play. love to see that. <laughs> they, they had to, to play, play the game of the baseball. The last player. The last yeah. player. I think they should do that. That's I think every – if I go. was running Major League Baseball, I would institute – so. you know what the problem with baseball is, Mike, other than it's boring? Mm-hmm. It's predictable. So you know what you add in? Mm-hmm. Some randomness, right? Uh-huh. At baseball headquarters, I would have some sort of, some sort of like press your luck kind of like board, like beep, beep, boop, 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 beep, boop, 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 right? All right. That would like, just player, players would find out just like, oh, the, the computer has spoken, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe the computer is, they got to give like a name like Big Mama or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And then it comes down. It's just like, oh, our points got doubled. Like, Big Mama, we had three runs. Now we have six. Right? <laughs> or or Big Mama determines that the, the points that the Angels got are going to go to the Mariners tonight. So you, right? you want to create chaos in the game that, you know. The, the, keep every- everyone on their toes. And then every once in a while – the the supercomputer determines that uh the managers have to play tonight. Mm-hmm. You know when you watch the best the only thing I like in baseball is when you see like these pitchers trying to like swing the bat and they stink. That might be that might be going soon. They're already talking about getting rid of that. I like that part when the player when the pitchers can't they can't hit and then they're up there swinging away and they just but then you'd get like that times a hundred if suddenly you put Tommy Lasorda up at the plate, right? Yeah, be different. Yeah. Ugh. So anyway, this coronavirus is everywhere. Apparently, I don't know two things about it. I don't know if I'm not supposed to like. Am I supposed to not be doing the show tonight? <laughs> 
You know what I mean? Me and Pat well, are keeping uh, one foot distance. I think they say one foot distance is, is you know, the standard. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, I, d- I did ask Mike to wash his hands a couple times. <laughs> did you guys order food? No, but he also, I don't, I'm not, jury's still out. I don't know if. <laughs> almost, almost smuggled, uh, they had somebody, some, a customer at Masses brought in a, a huge Purell, uh, Canister. Yeah, I have a giant one at work, and, and there's, there's a black market uh, for those now. Yeah, well, they're, they're shop, getting twenty bucks, I think. Shoprite right. is. Li- I went there last night, and they limited me. I tried to buy four tall cans of Lysol and two and four tubs of the wipes, mm-hmm. uh, along with a bunch of, you know, groceries, and they said, "Sorry, sir, two each." Yeah. Okay. So they're limiting. Yeah. What, what, I, I, I mean, so like, well, first of all, this is a really great version of America we're in right now. I wanna <laughs> it is. tip my, tip it my hat to everyone who, who is an architect ante, of this you know? version of reality. Yeah. What's that? We keep upping the ante. Yeah. So you think you've, you've hit the wall, like it can't get any crazier. And then this arrives. Yeah. And it's like, what's going on? Omega. Well, let me just say, Omega, let me say this. Omega Mike. man. Let me say this. And, and Mike, listen, listen, don't, you don't have to, yeah, to, we don't need uh, Mike talk every. Uh, I'm kidding, Mike. I'm just kidding. I don't know why I'm even picking on you. Um, you know what it is? This this is one for these for these nerd these nerds, right? These nerds who've taken over everything, right? You know what, nerds? You wanna you why you wanna do sci-fi all day long? Guess what? Yeah, you got it now. You got it, nerds. You want to be in a sci-fi movie all day long? Well, guess what? You're in one. You nerds got what you wanted. You're so obsessed by science fiction. Well, here we are. Reality has brought science fiction home, and now you're living in one of these dumb movies you like so much. You happy? Yeah. You happy, nerds? You got what you wanted. I'm so tired. Every one of these nerds that moaned when when uh, Martin Scorsese uh, moaned about Irishman, uh, when he moaned that he didn't like he didn't like Marvel movies, right? Yeah, and it's coming from somebody who likes these movies. Mm-hmm. I'll say this: it's coming from somebody who likes these movies. Mm-hmm. They moaned all about they they're not in. Well, these movies are an art form, you know. It's like a western used to be. It's now what a, it's now what a superhero movie is. It's like yeah, those westerns are terrible too. There's like six good ones and ten thousand bad ones. <laughs> right? Wait, the Searchers. Right? High Noon. You can name. I can name them all. Uh, Man who shot Liberty Valance. <laughs> right? What a what a stagecoach. That's it. We're done. The Wild Bunch. Wild Bunch. And that's it. But that's a comment. That's already like, that's already like not a pure Western. That's already like a, uh, this sociopath who <laughs> certainly has no problem with women getting punched. Uh, what's his face? Sam Peckinpah. Imagine if he was on Twitter now. Ay, ay, ay. That guy. Women kind of like getting punched. Like that's like the message to like, Almost every Sam Peckinpah movie. But Pauline Kael loved that movie. A Wild Bunch? Oh, yeah. She she went into ecstasies over that movie. Yeah, but she hated Straw Dogs. Well, yeah, she doesn't like that one. 
Yeah, neither do I. Wow, that's a weird movie, yeah. It's a weird one, because it's like, I think, you know, his philosophy for the these movies was like that women kind of like uh, getting sexually assaulted. I think they just like super tough guys. It's like, Sam, uh, Sam Peckinpah, I think you're, I think you're making all of this up. You have literally no proof for any of this. You're just a, you're just a demented, a de- demented old creep. The only, the, you know, but he, Wild Bunch is not even a real Western. But the thing is like, all these nerds are like, oh, these Westerns, they used to be, they used, that was an art form. And now superhero movies are like that. It's like, uh, and what's his face? He made Irishman. And I listened to the Irishman podcast this week, narrated by Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm talking here. I got part. He's like, uh, most movies would have cast younger versions of the actors, not Mr. Scorsese. This is the Irishman we're talking about. What is the podcast? You know your, what's that, Mike? I was saying, what, what is the podcast? Is it just like reviewing behind the scenes, 20 minutes of the movie at a time? No, it's just, it's just him talking about the making of the movie, three parts. Okay. And then they did three extra parts, like without, uh, Mr. Maniscalco's, uh, uh, without his, uh, without his guidance. And performance, and they talked to the Thelma Schoonmacher, who's uh, was very interesting, very talented editor uh, of of Marty's movies. She's edited some, almost uh, most of them. Thelma Schoonmacher. Um. So yeah. So anyway, you nerds, you wanted it. You wanna, you wanted to know what it was gonna be like, uh, to be just like in a weird, uh, 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 a, a, a weird, like, dystopian future. We're in it! You got a plague going around, they got the Corolla virus, you, you, you got all the politics stuff which is falling apart. You got everything. You got, you got what you wanted, nerds. Uh, the only thing you ain't got no now is, uh, a Spider-Man ain't flying in to save the day. <laughs> That's the thing. Uh-huh. Guess what, nerds? There ain't no such thing as Spider-Man. <laughs> Out of luck. <laughs> yeah, you know who you got? You know the <laughs> heroes you got? Me. <laughs> People like me. <laughs> Fighting the fight. Sticking up for the little guy. And I'm telling you, I'm so sick of it. I love how happy Mike is with this. Oh, <laughs> what is so funny about that? Tom, it's when you're in, you, that's, that's you in your groove. When you hit that, that note. I mean, <laughs> that's, Positive that's Tuesday. My, Positive Tuesday was only last week. That's right, <laughs> now, it was. Now, it was eight and years now, ago. And now you're back in your groove. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Positive Tuesday. Now one thing, I'm positive, I'm positive, uh, nobody's appreciating me Tuesday. Apoc- apocalyptic Tuesday. Apocalyptic Tuesday. <laughs> Thank you. Mike. Cause I'm going to say this. 
Spider-Man ain't flying in here to save the day. What's-his-face ain't coming in to save the day. (laughs) Ant-Man. Cut me out of both movies. Ant-Man ain't flying in to save the day. You know? Gotta look these real-life heroes. The guys that stick up for the actual, the, the ones that stick up for the actual, uh, uh, slobs on the street. Did you have more fun filming the scene in the first one or the second one? Well, that's an interesting question. Uh, I, uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> well, I can tell you the first one was me acting across from, uh, Mr. Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. I was, I was selling him a lottery ticket. Newspaper uh, man. What's that now? You were a newspaper man. I was running a bodega. Okay. Yeah. You nerds, you gotta realize it. You made, you guys made the bed. This is a bed you made. You made it. You want a Terminator? You're moaning all about Terminator movies? Guess what? We're in a Terminator movie now. But you know who ain't rolling in now? Terminate what I don't even know who the hero in those things are. Arnold Schwarzenegger ain't showing up now to save the day. He was a bad guy in those though, right? Who's that? Well look at this. This is what I'm gonna say. Yeah, Spider Man ain't flying in here, Terminator ain't gonna show up, Ant Man ain't gonna show up to save the day. It's time to be a real hero. You want to be a hero? You want a hero? You go be your own hero. You go help people. That's what I'm doing. And you know what I, you know who I'm helping? Me. As much as anybody else. I'm out here fighting for the slob, but I'm fighting for myself. It's like a zoo out here in, in uh, Los Angeles, Mike. Yeah. He's careers, careerists. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Backstabbers? Backstabbers. Uh, rats. Yeah. Rats. That's where they, you know. Professional jealousy. Yeah. But yeah. you know where you get it worse, Mike? New where? York. Yeah. New, New York's yeah. worse. New York's worse. Oh, okay. Cause you know why? Cause they all act like, in New York, they're like, hey, we're normal. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. They're weirder than anybody. <laughs> Weirdest place on earth. Because they also, at least out here, these mutants out here, they'll be like, yeah, I'm a mutant. Like, they'll be completely honest that they're a mutant. And New York, they're like, oh, those mutants in Los Angeles. Worst things I ever had happened in New York. Uh, get fired. Get humiliated. Ain't happening here. This is my window, Mike. Right now, this is my window. Uh-huh. This is my window. I hope I just don't get coronavirus. I <laughs> uh, don't want to get it. If I get, if I get this thing, if I go to like the movies and I get this virus and I don't like spin a buck off of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cause I, there's all these tests going on now, like, do you want the Corolla virus? Come get it and we'll, we'll, we'll study you for two weeks. And we'll pay you. Mm-hmm. I would do that in a second. It's like the purge. It is like the purge. Thank you, Pat. The 
the purge pre. I would do that in a second. I would go if, they, if somebody was like, "Yeah, we'll give you a couple grand. We'll give you a Corolla virus. You go sit in a, a room for for a week and a half." Are you kidding? Sign me up. And now I'm starting to worry. These look. The mics in Jersey City are clean. Those are spotless. Yeah, they're good. I don't know what's going on with these forever dog mics? <laughs> I don't know who's in here. I don't know if laundry man's in here, breathing heavy, doing whatever he does. I don't know. I don't know. I see some of these podcasters out there. I, I, I gotta get some Windex. What do you do? Drink Windex? Rub it on your lips? What helps stop this? We have any calls? Full phone bank. Full phone bank. Good. I like to know that. I like to know that. Not going to go to it yet. But yeah, look. You nerds wanted it. You got it. You got everything you wanted. Now it's time to act like a hero, nerds. (laughs) You going to rise to the challenge? And I'm saying you want to be, you want to be a hero. You be a real life hero. One inch at a time. You go help people, volunteer. Give money, give time. That's how you be a real hero in life. You help the people that actually need help. And you get yourself strong and you get yourself uh, smart. You take care of yourself. You outlast the bad guys. The maniacs, the mutants, the liars, the half-wits. <laughs> the garbage masquerading as human beings. <laughs> I am literally just doing the show for you, Mike. No. Well, that's what that's what it used to be like in the old days, remember? Yeah. Well, guess what? The old days are the new days, and new days are the old days. I'm trying to be a hero tonight, Tom. I'm trying to get uh, Frank Colombo yeah. to call in from McMillions. Did you uh, yeah. see the finale yesterday? I did not see the finale. Oh, I oh was, you haven't I, seen it? Oh. No, no. I'll, I'll, I can roll with it. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, I'll be careful. If if he calls in, uh, I'll be careful because there's there's big revelations, major revelations. Yeah. Okay. Major revelations. Okay. That's that's good to know, though. Good. I'm excited about the fact. I was too okay. busy last night. Mike, Mike, I went last night. Mike, I went to go see Adam Sandler live. Oh, nice. At, at a small theater called the Dynasty Typewriter. Dynasty Typewriter. This place holds like 200 people. Sandman was there running his uh, live show that he's going to tour in huge venues all over. He did a tune-up shows. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you this, Mike. It was so good. It was so great. I laughed and laughed. He's got these new songs. It's all funny. Did you watch his Netflix special? I did. Did you like it? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, uh, well, it was, I, it's, it's that. Yeah. It's more of that. Okay. I regret it. So- he, he played PNC last summer. Yeah. But, uh, but I didn't work that show. That was... uh, hopefully you work his next uh, mm-hmm. shows that he performs at because uh, it was great. He was so funny. And then he does the Chris Farley song at the end, right? Mm-hmm. The one song, and then he's got a line in it about making Grown Ups 3. And I got to say this, I felt like, I felt like garbage mm-hmm. hearing him say that because I wrote that Grown Ups 3 script before I knew that that was a line in the song. Mm-hmm. I wrote that thing back in April, uh, Grown yeah. Ups 3. Then he's got this line about how Chris Farley would have been in Grown Ups 3. I sunk in my seat a little bit. 
fine. I'll own it. Yeah. I'll own it. But you know what? I'm not that sorry. <laughs> Mike Frank Colombo just tw- texted you back. Did he? Oh, okay. Tw- tweeted you back. Did he say what time he's calling? It's at 11 p.m. All right, great. So we're going to talk to him? Yeah, I think well, why so. Why don't you set it up, Mike? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll set it up. I'll tell you, Mike, you set this up. How many points? 4,000. 4,000. Wow. 4,000. This puts you, cause you know why? Cause this is hot. <laughs> I wish you could have seen his eyes. I wish you could have seen his, his Pat, eyes. Pat, oh, I've face. seen his eyes Pat before. Just I know, grim, I know Pat what he just grimaced like. though. He, he, he took it hard. He's I, over there like, the, he's gonna Well, scrape. this is what I'm gonna say, Pat. Mike, Mike Pat, was licking his, Mike was licking his lips after he said. Yeah, he should be. Cause you know what he's got? He's, he's, he's capturing the moment. Mm-hmm. He's got coronavirus. That's what he's got. Mike's got the thing. On Monday night, this guy finishes McMillions. Right? One night later, Mike's getting them on the show. Yeah. That's what I've been looking for. <laughs> Mike? Still hungry, Tom. You go, you're hungry again. Yeah. You haven't been hungry in years. <laughs> but now you're back. I like it. Yeah. You got the hunger again. Are we sure? When are the- you going to do this podcast, Mike? When are you going to do the Bayonne podcast? <laughs> no, no. It's a bad time for, for Bayonne. I mean, ah, it's I- a bad time. Here we go. No, no, I mean, seriously, Tom, I don't even like going to bars in Bayonne because it's, 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 you know, all this stuff that's happening, you know, you get people shouting at you sooner or later and it's just, you know, it's just a bad time. I'm going to, I'm still working on a cameo that, uh, that looks like it's going forward. I just put up the uh, Warholian edition of the headshots. Yeah, so, so and you know, so you, you you you'd almost think he just. I've never heard him be so tight in his in his his performance. Now he's rolling these things off like he rehearsed this. I got the headshots going. I got the Warholian headshots going over at apmike.bandcamp.com. The cameo is coming soon. So you're gonna do cameo videos again, where you where you announce, uh, where you say happy birthday, Billy, and those. When when is that gonna be live? Uh, give me a couple weeks. A couple weeks. And you said I can shoot them in here in this studio. Mike, you do whatever you okay. want. No, I appreciate shoot them it. right in the chair, right in the captain. It'll be like chair. going to work. Yeah, punch yeah. a clock, yeah. Mike. Yeah, yeah. you'll be like Dallas Green. And I'll, I'll crank them out. Yeah. You put your, put your uniform on, just like, like a baseball manager. <laughs> well, I gotta get a hat for, uh. Dressed like a child. AP Vince. That's I got, right. I gotta get the baseball hat, the shades. I have the shades already. You got the shades? I gotta get some stupid gold chain to complete the look. I love it. Oh. Hey, it's me, AM, <laughs> AP Mike here. <laughs> <laughs> Are we sure? Um, are we sure that this this is the real Frank Colombo on Twitter? By the way, this this account only has eighty two followers. Well, this is what I'm going to say. Actually, when 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 he liked, I I posted a tweet. This is how it's it, it got started. I posted a tweet about uh, FBI agent Doug Matthews. Now you saw the the, the previous episode, right, Tom? Yeah, yeah, I did. Where the buffoon, this guy who is. This he's, guy who he's the first of all, people don't know. There's this home box office show called Mac Millions, and it's not a real show. It's a documentary. It's not a scripted thing, and it's this thing about how these, how this trash stole 
stole McDonald's Monopoly game pieces and they stole them and then they won like hundreds of thousands, if not more money, million, million dollars at a yeah. pop sometimes. A couple of them got millions. So these garbage, this garbage, these garbage people, <laughs> thieves, uh, <laughs> fraudsters, fraudsters, tricksters. Yeah. Uh, uh, they, they steal these game pieces and they're winning all this money. And then you get this one, this one guy who Mike has been talking to on, tw- on t- uh, Twitter. His, his brother was the, uh, was one of the, one of the piles of trash that was stealing these tickets. <laughs> hey, hey, come on. It's easy. Our guest is. Oh coming. yeah. Let me show respect. <laughs> you're right. No, you're, no, you're right, Mike. Let me show respect to a, a mobster. You're right. Yeah. Oh no, no, you're. Oh, it's a little too, a little too harsh. Come on, on, come on. The mobster. Respect my guest. Yeah, respect your guest. Yeah. Well, first of all, Mike, I'm starting to feel. I think Pat might be right. You're following somebody with. You're you're courting this guy with 82 followers. No, he didn't. Listen. So let me just finish explaining. So there's this thing, Mac Millions, and it's produced by Mark Wahlberg, who apparently now is. He's also got this Wall Street documentary coming out uh, soon, and uh, apparently he's now our our uh, our Ken Burns now the new the Ken Burns of this era, which is a, which exactly fits where we're at right now the way the world's ending, uh-huh. is that Mark Wahlberg is our Ken Burns. We got a, a Corolla virus. Every other person's coughing uh, up a lung on the street with this. Um. Yeah, who who knows what's going on with uh with uh, uh I don't even talk about politics on the show, but that 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 don't seem healthy right now. <laughs> that seems like a, a free fall. And now Mark Wahlberg is uh, Ken Burns for for this new reality. So Mike has been talking to. So there's this one FBI agent on the show who's this who's this guy who thinks he's like he thinks he's like uh uh, uh Matt Damon, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, look, this guy is more like uh, uh, Peyton Manning at best. He's like a poor man's Peyton Manning. He's auditioning, where, you know. He's yeah, he's he's, ha- he's hamming it up. Yeah. He's yucking it. Up. He's a he's a he's a personality. Um, he laughs at I was everything he says. These personalities, yeah, laugh everything's a hoot. Except you just know, like, oh man, I'm sure there's somebody who's was on the wrong side of this guy. He's like, yeah, it's not that funny. Mm-hmm. Like he's still an FBI agent. Yeah. So anyway, and this yeah. this buffoon gets get this dunce has this airtight document about what they're gonna do mm-hmm. with this investigation of Macmillions, where they're trying to catch this trash who's been stealing the tickets. Mm-hmm. And he gets this doc. He writes this document up and he faxes it to. A newspaper, like literally faxes the entire FBI document to a newspaper. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Yeah. And he wouldn't even he, admit it on the show. No. Yeah, he, he didn't He didn't have the, the courage to admit that he made a mistake. And it wasn't until another agent sort of said, yeah, he was the one that did it. <laughs> Yeah, this other agent's like, yeah, I'm not going to say who did it, but it was him. <laughs> no. 
So see, uh, oh wow, Biden just announced his running mate. Uh, Peter Griffin from Family Guy. <laughs> well, that makes sense. That fits the way the world's going. He should be a, F, a, a vice president. Um, so anyway, this, uh, this FBI guy's a clown, and then Mike's talking to the other guy who's got how many followers, Pat? He's got 82, 82. and he just, that's Jason. Uh, I just put him on because I have to free up this phone line in a minute because apparently, Frank Colombo is going to call line five in a, in a moment. Oh, how'd you get him the number? He, we're, we're, we're in, uh, contact now through Twitter. I, he just followed us yeah. back so oh, I can okay. DM oh, him. Great. Oh, yeah. Great. Okay. There's no way. How you feel? How you feeling, Jason? I'm okay. I mean, uh, full disclosure, I don't know. I did, I missed the beginning of the show. Um, but yeah, I'm a little under the weather and with this coronavirus stuff, I didn't want to chance it and, you know, get the other guys sick, even though I just learned that Mike doesn't wash his hands, so I would, you know, probably be bringing good germs. <laughs> I didn't go life. to the bathroom. Well, what, what, what did I have to wash my hands? Because I entered the What could you enter from, from, yeah, from, everyone's washing their hands when they get into a place if you're working oh, with yeah. others. Yeah, it's just, I'm Mike. Yeah. I'm Mike. Mike's I'm Mike. Mike. I'm Mike rolls, rolls. I'm in self-quarantine. What are you talking about? I don't see anybody all day. Yeah, you you have been self quarantining for for ages. Masculinity is a prison. That's my life. And what we're are you all talking about? Do I really want to talk to this <laughs> Mac Millions guy? I don't. Well, I, I mean, eighty two followers, and also I just have to say, no, really quickly, here's the, the thing. reason I called: four thousand points, and he's not even a member of Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. No, but the thing is, he's look. Did you did you get me uh, Crosby when he? Uh, when he besmirched uh, Daryl Hannah? No, you, you didn't. I got him right. I got him right around the time period of Daryl Hannah. And um, I'm going to say I'm going to I'm going to call shenanigans on it. If I can um, Graham Nash, how many points? Well, we got to we got to see what's what. <laughs> we got to see what's what. Mike is getting this guy within 24 hours of the finale of this thing. Four thousand points. Wow. Okay. I got to say. Uh, but, uh, I got to say I got the hunger now. You got the hunger, good. Uh, I like what I wanted. That's the, the fever talking. That is the fever talking. That's, yeah, that's the Corolla virus is getting you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, he, this guy's going to call, so we we got to free yeah. up five now. Yeah. Good luck with that. All, All right. right. Feel better, Jason. Thank Here's you, the thing. Right, I thought it was a fake account, and I, I said as much when he liked my tweet about what an idiot the FBI agent was. That's what started mm-hmm. the thing rolling. Yeah. So I said, thank you, fake Frank Colombo account. Mm-hmm. And then he said, <laughs> he came back at me with, you know, fake account. Perfect. You know, not, you know. So I'm like, then I look at his, his Twitter feed. He's following mm-hmm. one person, Mark Wahlberg. Mm-hmm. And at the time, uh, he had like maybe two followers. I don't think his wife was even following at the time. But now his now his wife and I think his son is following. He's posted a personal family photo. He's he's probably the least social media savvy guy out there. But he's only following okay. four people, and and one of them is us. I, I think he, he he's just not a Twitter guy. You know, he had no interest in Twitter. But then, well, you know, this he, this he is this Mike. I gotta out, say this out there, Mike. This is crossroads time for you right now. <laughs> this is crossroads time. Uh-huh. This is this is this is Mike sliding all the chips in on this one. 
Yeah. If this if this turns out to be if this turns out to be the guy, mm-hmm. it's huge. Yeah. If he, it's a, if it's a flop, if it's a bust, if Mike was uh, uh, duped, uh-huh. Mike, I don't know if you ever recover from that. Here's the other uh, post. He posted a little video. Did you see the video he posted? No, I don't follow this guy. <laughs> well, he posted a video, and it's his wife going okay. up to uh, uh, a McDonald's uh, drive-through. And the most famous scene for Frank in the, the whole documentary was when he went to a, a, a McDonald's drive-through and he ordered a large coffee with 10 creams. Whoa. <laughs> five equals. Yeah. And, and well, then he. Well, we better, we better talk to this guy, uh, <laughs> soon. That's not the kind of uh, diet. Yeah. But that was, well, that was like his moment in the, in the entire documentary. So that's, you know, uh, I thought that was significant, significant proof that I was. Well, I'm excited to-, to talk to this guy. I'm excited. I'm excited to talk to this guy. I think it'll be great. And Mike, if you brought it, this, this put you over the top. These other, the, the other guys, Mike, I ain't going to come within a mile of you. But if you flop on this, <laughs> if this is a fake account and this is a, uh, uh, you gave the hotline out ostensibly to, I didn't do that, to a fraudster. Mike, you don't ever, I don't know if you recover from that. I don't know, Mike. Now I'm rooting for Frank, for Frank to be Frank. Now you're rooting, yeah. I, 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 I do. don't know. I don't want to see Mike fail here. When, when you see the last episode, Tom, you're going to see, I mean, the last scene is Frank and his wife. I mean, I, you know, I don't want to reveal eating, too much. Are they eating Big Macs? <laughs> there, there is a, a McDonald's connection that cracks everybody up. It, the, the documentary ends with a big laugh. It, it's funny. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, Mike, the moment is at hand. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he's still an hour away. Yeah. No, he's calling within the next ten minutes now. Oh, ten o'clock. He said uh, 1020, so oh, okay. 10, 1020 our time, which is um, 10 minutes away. Okay. Well, let me say this first of all. The topic tonight, skin crawlers. We're in, this is the high, we are in full skin crawler time now. Everybody's got the heebie-jeebies. Everybody's washing their hands. I just did, I did a little, uh, Forever Dog's got this, uh, this lotion. Oh no, this is pro coronavirus. Oh no. <laughs> I thought this fought it. This says it's got a 99.99% chance of giving it to you. Uh oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, you gotta read those labels. Um, now everybody's got their hand sanitizer and everybody's worried. But I get the heebie jeebies all, all, all every day. If I'm on, if I, 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 you take the train, you know, one of the worst feelings is you go on the subway and then you feel someone's hair against your bare arm. It's the worst thing I ever felt in my life. 
I mean, I, I don't care if it was uh, if it was uh, J- Jennifer Aniston's head hair. I don't care if it's Judy Greer. I don't care. I want nothing to do with it. Gives me the heebie-jeebies that feel. You know what I mean? Does that feeling not bother you, Mike? I don't think I've ever had that experience. Of somebody just their 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 hair like they sweep their hair back yeah, and no. it touches your arm. Yeah. Ooh. You have to be pretty mm-hmm. close. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't want it, and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've gotten it, and I choose to not get it, and I pray to never get it again. But I know I will. It's not a matter of whose hair it is. It's it's anybody's hair. Yeah. I don't want it. I don't like that feeling. It's weird. And then I get the heebie-jeebies. They watch like uh, Pimp Pimple Popper, Doctor Pimple Popper. You couldn't pay me to watch it in a million years. It'd be a show about popping pimples. <laughs> I could throw up right now thinking about it. What is that? An info infomercial? Uh, no, it's a it's a t- TV show. What show know. is that? I just don't like the gross, the, the stuff like that. It makes my skin, it makes you literally feel like I'm crawling out of my skin. Hmm. What are the things like that for you, Mike? What do you got? I'm not a big fan of people licking things in public. Okay. I mean, you know. Sound collage material right there. Like a, yeah, there you go. Thank you, Pat. Pull, pull the clip, I'll throw you 50 points. Ice cream cones. I mean, I like ice cream. I have nothing against ice cream. Timestamp 122. But you know, to wag your tongue like that in public, you know, it's un- it's uh, it's unseemly. Adam uh, Sandler talked about that last night on stage of oh, all the he? things. Mike. Oh wow, that's he weird. was just saying that he was trying to figure out what the cutoff was for an adult to not lick an ice cream cone in public. They just got to start like eating the cone at a point mm-hmm. that you don't want to see adults doing that. I haven't had an ice cream cone in decades. I'm a cup guy. I, really? You're going to give me a hard time for getting ice cream? No, 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 no. I'm, get, I'm, I'm not giving you a hard time for switching the cup. I'm just giving you a hard time. I'm, 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 get... hard time. I'm giving you a hard time because you, you sound so proud of your stand on this. I'm a cup guy. You're way too, you're a little too into it. It's just. I'm a cup, I'm a cup guy is like saying, it's like the new I don't have a TV. <laughs> really? Well, okay. I don't eat ice cream from cones. Wait a second. I think the cones preceded the cups. I think pe- ice cream cones were a thing. And yeah. then, and people said, enough with the cones and the mess at the end. Cause it's a, it, let's, let's face it. An ice cream is a disaster at the end. You know, you, you've got the, everything's melting if it's a hot day. Everything is melting. You got the, you, you got to try and maneuver the thing so you, you don't make a mess. Mm-hmm. You don't have to deal with that with a cup. That's true. It's mature. You have That's to graduate true. to the cup. Graduate to the cup. I love it. See, this is the kind of stuff that should be in your Bayonne podcast. <laughs> but apparently things are so bad in Bayonne you can't you can't do one. I don't want to go out in Bayonne. It's well, you don't a- have to go out. What if you just do it from a car driving around? Uh, People can come to you. Uh, All right. What podcast do you want to do, Mike? <laughs> We're going to do a slice of life soon. I believe that's okay, happening good. soon. That sounds great. I like. I, I don't like, want to do the Bayonne pie. I thought I, you were proud of your own city. No, I I was thinking about it. I had a guy, but I don't think he's reliable. 
for driving me around. I don't want to give up a parking spot late at night. Mike, I'll pay for the car. <laughs> we'll put you in an Uber. <laughs> no, no, they don't. Do they, they have don't, that in Bayonne? Yeah, they have Uber, but, you know, I, I wanted to, uh, the original idea was to bounce around and I just don't think. All right. All right. Look, yeah. okay. You don't have to do the Bayonne podcast. Yeah. I'm telling you, Mike, you get this Mac Millions guy. If this guy's the real deal. Oh, he's the real deal. I have no doubt. He says he's calling good, now, a, but, oh, okay. but I, uh, I don't see line five flashing, so I'm sending him the number one more time. Okay. And I'm double checking yeah, it. I am starting to have doubts. That this is going to be another one of Mike's follies. Flame out? Another AP Mike flame out. <laughs> hey, I tried, right? No, I'll say this though. You tried. Yeah. More than I can say for, uh, I'm not going to name names. <laughs> Not gonna name names. But Mike, you're in the mix. You're trying. You're giving it your best. And if we get, if we get this guy from MacMillions, then this is, this is a biggie. This is a biggie. This puts us on the map. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Stand by for Frank. Hold on right now. Frank Colombo. Yes, how are you? Here he is. Frank Colombo, welcome to the best show. It is an honor, sir. Thank you very much. I also have my wife, Heather, with me. Hey there, how are you guys doing? (laughs) That's exciting. This is the, because you guys were quite a duo on the show. Thank you very much. On MacMillions. Now I'm just going to say, I have not seen the final episode. I watched, I could not watch it last night. I'm dying to know what happens. Mike, Mike is uh, the guy in the studio right now. He has he made this connection happen. He is a huge MacMillions fan. He is a fan of both of you. He talks about you a fair amount. And he was saying, "I think I can get uh I think I can get the MacMillions uh the stars of MacMillions to call in." Well, we really appreciate the love. Well, so I- you where where are you now if you don't mind me asking where in the where in America are you? Uh, we are in sunny Florida now. Florida, that's nice. That's nice. Thanks for calling us so late. Yes, we appreciate uh, no. it. We appreciate the call. And let, let me ask. First of all, Mike is sure that this is this is real. I, I worried. I was eighty five percent sure that this was legit. That it was real. Mike is a hundred percent sure. Is there some way, Mike, you can prove that this is? That this is uh, this is uh, uh, the real Frank. Well, I, I, I think the video he posted recently of going up to the uh, McDonald's uh, drive-through where they yeah, ordered that, 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 that was my wife and her Hummer. Yes, yeah, that was me actually, and yeah. we were we were actually out of town, and we ran through a McDonald's, and um, that's like a very usual coffee order: the large coffee with the tin cream and five sugar. For me, actually, he gets five equal. But uh, we we order that all the time. We don't think anything you know strange about it. But but so, the audience really sort of zoomed in on in on on that. I mean, to me, it didn't really register when I saw the scene. But then I went on Twitter, and everybody was going crazy about that order. So it became your your hook, you know. And uh, you, you had some fun with it. I, I I got a kick out of that video. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and I, and you know I I could see it was Heather. And so, yeah, I mean, who else, 
a fake can't post that. You're, you're clearly not a, a social media guy. That's why I thought it was a fake, you know, and you don't have the blue check, right? That's like uh, the royalty. Yeah, he doesn't have it yet. <laughs> yes, I have to get the verification on my uh, Twitter and on my Instagram now. Uh-huh. Now, Frank and Heather, uh, I want to ask, well, how long ago did this did the McMillions thing come about? When was the first time you heard that there was a uh, a, a uh, this project was was being entertained. Uh, we pretty much it was around 2018 when I seen uh, the Daily Beast article come out of California. Okay, and then the, when did they reach out to you and say, "Would you sit down and consider talking for well, this?" Actually, uh, for this um, actually, we got a phone call, um, and they were just interested in trying to um, just kind of piece things together. And um, at first, we, you know, we weren't too sure, and uh, if this was legit or what have you. And then um, we just figured we'd go ahead and, and sit down with them. I mean, such nice people and everything, and, and James and Brian is just just unbelievably gracious and and kind. So mm-hmm. that really swayed us. Well, that's so. So that you felt you felt like you were in good hands, and you'd get a your story would get a fair shake uh, in the course of this this uh, the telling of it. That you would not get kind of edited or have things cut that made you feel like you were not being represented correctly. Yes, absolutely. Exactly. Brian and James were the absolute best people to work with. Now that said though, is there anything where you're just kind of like, when you look at the final product where you're just like, well, they, that felt a little too much like maybe it was, maybe it was being a little cute with the editing or a little clever and I felt more like this or that. Is there anything like that that's in the final product that while you might not have these uh, absolute, uh, you're not uh, like outraged or anything about the way, is there still anything you feel like, well, that's not exactly the way I would have told the story? No, actually, no, absolutely not. I think they told the story, I mean, absolutely verbatim, exactly how we said it, exactly the truth that we told. They portrayed it in the perfect light, the perfect way. It was humorous. I mean, they, like I said, they're they're really masters of their trade. They really, really are. And they just did fantastic. And I'm just, uh, you know, we, you don't get to see these things, you know, until they're all done. And, and we sat there, and I'm like, wow, the way it just came together and they told it as good or better than what we did. <laughs> sure, sure. And that, that's, that's exciting. How many, how long was the actual interview process? Uh, they came down about two or three different times and, uh, we talked one night from around 5 p.m. to about 3 o'clock in the morning. Okay. All right. That's, that's, a, that's a pretty, uh, pretty, pretty intense, uh, block of, of conversation. Yes, and then there was another time that we actually filmed on location in uh, in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Well, that's uh, yes, yeah, so you really got the story. And how how did it feel? And look again, I didn't see the final one yet. I'm I was I'm dying to watch it. I can't. I, I Mike is telling me it's going to make my head explode. It is, is going to make your head explode. And I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna tiptoe around some spoilers only because Tom hasn't seen it. And, but, and other listeners as well have yeah, not seen yeah. it because people, while they might be fans of the series or the, the, the whatever you want to call it, they 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 not everybody gets to watch things the second they come out. So uh-huh. people all week will be watching the final episode, mm-hmm. and uh, 
and seeing what actually happened with stuff. And uh, but I, so go ahead, Mike. I have go to ahead. say though, in, in in the in the final episode, it begins with a red herring, Tom. And and you know you're you're familiar with that tactic to sort of throw the audience thinking one way and then mm-hmm. surprise them in the end. So it it, it sort of does. Uh, you know, resort to those kind of conventional keep keep the audience on the edge of their seat through the entire episode, mm-hmm. and it it works. I mean, it's gripping through the whole thing. I knew that Frank was really anticipating this episode, and I and it literally goes almost to like the last ten minutes, and Frank has Frank and Heather haven't appeared, and then I'm okay. like, what's going on here? You know, and, but then they sure enough. There they are, right at the end, and it's it's hilarious the way they sort of conclude it. All right, that's yeah. it's, I, I'm really looking forward to it. Now, what what is something? Was there anything that you wanted to say in the movie that you didn't get it that didn't make the final cut or some fun detail or some crazy part of things that didn't make it in that you'd want that you uh, are itching to tell everybody? Uh, not necessarily. Um, oh, you gotta give me something. Come on. <laughs> I, you gotta I, give I me want, something, well, Frank. I, I think the thing, I think what it is, is we waited so long. You know, when you live with something so long, it honestly, in the beginning, it's not like it's, um, a weight on your shoulders, but after a while, it, it turns into, uh, like a, almost like a weight on your shoulders. And when you're allowed at the end to finally take off that weight and let the world know and let the world have some closure because there were so many people involved and so many people affected that we didn't even know even some of the people and to be able to to lift that weight off and also in turn you know secondarily be able to lift the weight off of other people's shoulders give them some closure let people know you know what actually happened you know, that was our main goal and that's what the, the, the focus was. And I'm just so happy that that, you know, that came out and it came out perfect. It's just, there's really nothing more that we wanted to add, nothing that anybody could have added. It's, it's perfect. Was the final okay. revelation the first time that's been made public? Yes. That's the first time that we have told anyone okay. over 23 or 24 years, whatever it's been now. Oh. See, I wasn't sure about that. Because I don't know if you were looking at the McMillions, uh, Twitter, uh, you know, they were all speculating what was going on there. And I actually, yeah. I actually fell for it a little because some people were suggesting you were the informant, Frank. Yes, I seen that. Okay. And I, so, and I think that was the pitch. Okay. Because I didn't go on Google looking up the whole history of the case or anything. I was just going to watch the show. And let it come to me through the show. Um, so I yeah. wasn't sure yeah. if that last major revelation was the first time that was made public. Yes, yes let me, it was. Absolutely. I, let me just say we have on the show right now from Macmillions, we have Frank Colombo and Heather Colombo. Is, 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 is your name, Heather? I don't want to misrepresent uh, yeah. your yeah. Okay, Heather, we have from, from Macmillions, the HBO uh, documentary series. And let me also just say, Mike, yeah. the sound in your voice, you couldn't. I've never heard you sound so proud of yourself for getting a guest on the show. The, I can hear the smile from a mile away. Hear how. But you know what? You did it. Now, Fra- Frank and Heather, when uh, 
How how was it keeping this a secret that you had participated in this thing, and uh, and that you you that there's this whole huge story that maybe you had been uh, uh, a little little uh, maybe evasive or or not talking about publicly that is like oh my goodness when this thing drops everybody's going to be talking about it. How what was that expectation like for those two years? Well, as it, you know, you know, they film, you know, and then later on, you know, it's coming out, but you don't know exactly when with editing and, and all of that. And it's the first time that we've ever been through anything like this. So we didn't really have an expectation, but, you know, we had lived with it for so long with just, we didn't talk about it. So even when, you know, they, the production company, when they came and James and, and Brian, they filmed it and everything was done. It really wasn't hard and difficult for us at all to keep it keep it quiet because we had already been doing that. We never talked about this part of our life. We never brought up anything. So it was kind of like almost like good training over the 20 years to not have spoke of it because then when they were, you know, doing it and, and shooting it and, and all this with the disclosure agreements and so forth, you know, we, we weren't supposed to talk about it. So we just kept living just like we, we did for 20 years, just, you know, mm-hmm. hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil, that sort of thing. Sure. Now I just want to say, my Mike, we're we're from New Jersey here, and New Jersey, Bay, Mike in particular is from Bayonne, which is a, a city. It's a, it's, a, it's as crooked as it comes. It's there's everything's <laughs> a scam. Everything's uh everything's a there's an angle. Everybody's got an angle. Everybody's got an angle, and you grew up with with some version of that, Frank. With the see, did you see things as angles and and see like what's the what's the What's the game within the game? Is that how you grew up, Frank? Yeah, I, I grew up all around that. Uh, my brother actually was uh, in charge of security at the Taj Mahal when it was at Trump Plaza way back in the day in Jersey. And uh, so I, I grew up around all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And how does that inform – how did that inform this whole process for you? The, like your background versus where you might be now, older and maybe a little more stable – and uh, maybe not as in the middle of stuff, and maybe not with your brother as as you know active with, like like you're not living in the wake of his his uh, whatever he's up to or involved in. Yeah. What what is that? What has that been like through the course of your life to kind of? Well, it it just shows me that crime doesn't pay. You know, I've seen all the crimes and all the you know the stuff that my family, my brother did growing up and. And I was always the one that never wanted to look over my shoulder. So mm-hmm. I was the only one in the family that really has led a legit life. Sure. Uh, so I'm really, uh, I guess you would call it the black sheep. I've never actually done any criminal activity myself. Well, it's never too late, though. <laughs> I just want to say. <laughs> still, you I, still I, never say never. I have to say. Well, according, I, I, to, according, according to some people, we're already doing a crime by putting tin creams and fashion <laughs> in a coffee. So we're, I guess we are criminals. We are criminals in a sense. Light and sweet. <laughs> I did enjoy the, the section about the Church of the Fuzzy Bunny. Do you yes, have that was uh that was another angle that I wanted to bring out when I when I first talked to Brian and James was the fact that I wanted to show everyone the funny side of my brother and not just the you know the mobster side the the the, you know, the attitude that he had or what have you because when we read that Daily Beast article that came out of California they were pretty much trying to portray my brother as you know a really bad guy. Mm-hmm. So I wanted them to. Sh- I wanted people to see that you know he had a funny side to him. Mm-hmm. 
Do you have sure. any any favorite story from your? I, I'm a bartender, and uh, I know lots of funny things can happen in a bar. Is there any particular anecdote from those times that sort of stand out that you couldn't use <laughs> on on the show or? Well, there was a couple of uh, times where we went out to the Fuzzy Bunny, and that, that's when he turned it into a church. Right. And he actually has uh, a pastor that he hired that would um, do Bible verses and what have you in between the lap dances, and, <laughs> and it, it was it was just something it, you had to be there. Yeah. No. I mean, it it was a ingenious way I thought to get around. They were they were clamping down on you guys. They were trying to drive your business out of town, right? And, and, and where was this? Was this in South Carolina? Yes, that was in Latin, South Carolina. And that was a, the only time he actually tried to make a legitimate business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it would give him a hard time. That's why he, he fought so hard for it. Yeah, the um, – the, uh... Cause, cause he, he had opened up a, 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 like a, I guess a strip club he had opened up. And yes, exactly. then the local yeah. authorities put the clamp down on it. So then he re, redefined it as a church because that was a legal yeah. loophole. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, it was. And, and I'll tell you what, he had a lot of people that really wanted to go. It was something different. Uh-huh. And when you heard, when you heard, is that, is that the kind of thing that you would have just been like, yeah, that's my brother. Absolutely. Then that's why I wanted people to know the real Jerry. He he was a trip. Like I said on the documentary, he was. You got Marlon Brando and Rodney Dangerfield, and you match them together. You end up with my brother. <laughs> uh huh. But he was into. But but at its. I know it's all. It's funny and everything. But there were there must have been some scarier things or some things where you're just like, well, this is why I chose this path for for my actual life and. Jerry kind of ran with a different crowd than you ran with. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, it all started with my grandfather back in Sicily. Uh, my grandfather was at the Capo of Capos in Sicily, and the things that he did and my family did, you know, you it wasn't the type of people you wanted to mess with. You know, I mean, like I said, he had a funny side, but, yes, there was a lot of serious things that they did. When I was a young kid, I'd seen all of that, you know, and I – didn't want to live my life looking over my shoulder my whole life. Yeah. So you saw you saw maybe some violence or maybe some some just the the rougher the actual because there is a rough. I know, I know it's look it's family and I'm never gonna be somebody to to besmirch somebody else's family to them. But it's like it is a rougher life and it's easy to kind of gloss over certain parts of it. But it's not a it's not always a glamorous life and it's not the life that's depicted in movies. It's just there's a reality there that that it's just I, I just that you grew up with. It's it's very real and is not always something that's just just funny or just exciting or thrilling. So you saw some real some real uh stuff go on. Not that oh, I'm asking you to get specific either, but it's yeah, just a I, real. I, I, it's, there's a reality to it that I think gets that gets lost sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, you know, people glamorize it, you know, and they're like, "Oh, I can't believe your family's, you know, this and the you're the Columbos and what have you." And and, it, and it's different when you're when you're born into it. It's not like you know I had to be a made man to be a Columbo. I'm just you know I was born into the family. So mm-hmm. when you're part of the family, it's your family no matter what. You don't have to do anything to be part of the family because it's just it's, your blood. It's just your everyday normal. Yeah. Sure. Sure. And when you, 
when you see things in terms of the the lifestyle uh, uh depicted in like movies and things cuz even in like when you like when you watch if you watch like the Irishman or something like that and it's like what are what are your reactions to the kind of the depiction of of that culture in in entertainment Oh it it's it's absolutely a joke they they make it seem like it's so glamorous and you're riding around and people are like, yeah, we'll forget about it. And, 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 and you're eating fancy restaurants and all this kind of nonsense. It, it's nothing like that whatsoever. Oh, look, I know you're not eating at fancy restaurants. Don't worry about that part, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> we saw the show. We know, we know where you're hanging, but go ahead. So I didn't mean to cut you off. You, you, so, oh, so no. people see that glamorous side in the movies and, and you were talking. Yeah, they, they, they think that it's all, you know, uh, sugar coated and, and everyone's getting along and, you know, and it's, you know, it, it's not like that whatsoever. It's not mm-hmm. like that whatsoever. And especially growing up in it, you know, you had, there was certain expectations you had to live by and you, you we couldn't get tattoos. If you, but, there's a lot of reasons, but there's reasons behind all of those, even though it may seem extreme, just like, for an example, getting a tattoo, there's a logic behind it because a tattoo is an identifying mark. There was to be no identifying mark. So that's, you know, an old school way of thinking, but it still, you know, is in play in today's society. Yeah, so the way I look at it was, you know, back in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, you know, I'm not saying it wasn't as bad back then, but it was more respectful back then. Uh, mm-hmm. My family, you know, when we were young, um, they didn't want anything to do with any kind of narcotics whatsoever. You know, it was, you know, alcohol and, and loan sharking and what have you. That was okay. But nowadays, I think uh, it's lost all the respect that they used to have back in the day when it was, you know, a different generation. Sure. Well, is it what what movie or television show do you think would be closest to the to to capturing some part portion of it? Uh, I would say the Godfather, the original Godfather movies. Okay. Did you see the Irishman yet? Yes, I seen that about about four or five months ago, and it was it was okay. Um, not the best. I would say about an average of a six and a half out of a ten. Okay, <laughs> but the original Godfather is what the closest that that kind of captures some portion of the the lifestyle. Yes, if you if you actually look at the original Godfather movies and you actually uh, look into it, they actually had input from the five families to make the Godfather movie back in the day. Sure, sure. Because even so, in uh, the even in Irishman, is is Columbo a last name that comes up in Irishman? I I don't recall. I don't I don't recall that. Okay, if we were in the in the movie or not? Sure. But you, but you, what line of work did you end up in, Frank? Uh, I'm in construction. Okay. And Heather, you, you, you did not grow up in Florida. Neither of you grew up in Florida, but you. Oh no! I actually, I did grow up in Florida. I was actually oh, born in Florida, and um, I've been here my entire life. Oh, okay, okay. Well, then I was, I was. Uh, so you, you met when you moved down to Florida. Well, no. Um, we actually met in 1996. Um, he lived a little south of me, and um, we had gone out, um, me and a friend, and then him and a friend, and we met. And uh, that's how we actually originally met back in 1996, and then uh, mm-hmm. got married at the end of 96. Sure. 
Mike, do you have uh, what? Are, what are some of the other thoughts you had, Mike? I'm about? just because Mike again, Mike is a huge fan, and and I gotta I just he has been saying I got I we I want to get them on the show. I want to get them on the show, and he did it. I gotta Mike. I tip my hat to you. You did it. I, 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 I don't just know what ask. to say. It makes me sick to my stomach on some level <laughs> that I got it. That I gotta say you did it. But you know what? I'll say it. I give credit where credit's due. I just wanted to ask Frank and Heather, just as uh, viewers of the documentary, I'm sure you didn't know three quarters of the people uh, involved. Were there any of the people that were part of the story that sort of like you'd have a reaction to? I mean, my reaction, one of, one of the, one of the participants, George Chandler. Now I called him the hayseed because they put him a lot of time in front of literally bales of hay. And his, his whole thing is that somebody, his foster father gave him a million dollar ticket and he didn't even question it. You know, I mean, some, some of these people just to me have like zero street smarts that if anybody approached me or you with a million dollar ticket and said here have this i mean a red flag would go up right and this well, i would do so well if, if you have a lot of trust in someone which i think he actually had a lot of trust uh-huh. um you you don't you know it's kind of like you're you, when you're a young child and your your parent tells you hey jump in the swimming pool i'll catch you you have to have that level of trust to make that initial dive. So, you know, and you don't question it. You just, a child will just dump, jump off the side of the pool and into the parent's arms. I think it was kind of yeah. almost the same thing with, with him. I think he just, he trusted him. And, and when you trust somebody, you don't question it. You yeah. just, hey, they're, they're looking out for me. And, you know, this isn't going to be bad. I think that's kind of the category it fell into. I mean, it just sure. struck then, me. Yeah. Speaking of jumping into a pool, <laughs> that one guy, when he was sweating, it looked like – I never felt like I was going to – I was never more – I got sweaty watching him sweat. The Sonny. Yeah, that was, was it that, Sonny? That was Buddy Fisher. Yes. Oh, my Buddy. God. I've seen that clip. He, he oh. was uh, – that was Robin's father. That's Robin's father. When he's talking, ay ay ay, the – it was the, the sweat coming off his forehead. Oh, but I think me, that, I'm getting I'm getting sweaty just thinking about it. I think now. that other guy though, who they filmed, the FBI filmed, you know, he was like the the guy that they, you know, they they did the fake uh, production. He was sweating. oh with the check. Hoover, when you saw what parts of this made you guys laugh? What parts did that you didn't maybe know about? Like Mike was uh, uh, mentioning the stuff that you didn't know about because you didn't know every angle of this the story. Um, what parts were surprising to you or made you laugh or shocked you? Um, I really liked the uh, the AJ Glum guy. I, I want to sit down and have a beer with him one day. <laughs> Actually, mm-hmm. I was going to bring that up. Uh, Tom, you know, I don't think this, is a ma- this isn't going to really affect it. But he was very honest in the last episode. Okay. <laughs> and, and the filmmakers literally asked him, would you do it again? Mm-hmm. And he said, tomorrow. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I was like, okay, this guy, he's a straight shooter, you know? Yeah. And, and I guess, you know, he, he sort of had a life of different things. He, he also did some drug dealing, I guess. And, you know, so he was always looking, you were talking about angles. He, he was yeah. the one who was always looking for an angle. And apparently he's still looking for an angle. And I, I thought, you know, I laughed at that because, but I, I said, yeah, he's being honest, right? 
you know. Because, uh, yeah, because that, that John Goodman-looking dude was just like, I'm so sorry. Yeah, he was I annoying. would have done this again. Yeah. It's like, eh, you grabbed it. You yeah, grabbed it. You got caught. He, yeah, he, th- he thought he was smarter than everybody. The real estate guy. Yeah. yeah. Baker. Yeah, and Baker. he got busted. Yeah. He gave away some some field or whatever to get out of to get make bail, and What's then uh, but then you got but the, yeah, see so he got busted. The other guy, I like the cut of that guy's uh, jib. He's just like, yeah, I go right back in. And I'm gonna say this, and I'm not saying it. I'm not gonna get uh, specific because it might be some problem. If there's anybody out there, just know I'm open for business. That's yeah. all I'm saying. I, I'm I open for message. business. I got the message. I, I just like to I'm ask Heather too. Business. I'm not talking. I'm not talking to you, Frank or or Heather, because you're you guys are straight shooters and you're you're uh, you're legit. But I'm saying there's a lot of trash in my audience. I'm open for business, trash. I don't, I don't know if anybody has said this to you, Heather. You looked worried through almost the entire documentary and and i you just mentioned you you felt like you had a weight on your shoulders was that part of it that you were you were gonna finally get this thing off your your shoulders and it had been so many years and it just seemed like you you were i could see it on your face that you were carrying this weight well there was a lot of like um a, a lot of things that went into um i guess into my look um first of all i felt like you know really I came into the family in 1996, um, kind of towards more of the end, like three-quarter mark of this whole McAmillions thing. Um, I was told at the time, you know, not to change my Social Security, my name on my Social Security card. Um, I was told I was the next winner. Um, I had the, the ticket was already, you know, ready to go for me. Um, had that not happened to Jerry, I was the next in line. Um, but I was nervous about that. But, um, you know... And, it, yeah, it did feel like a weight off my shoulders, but it's almost like, you know, when you're telling it, you're reliving it. And um, at the time, I was very worried, mm-hmm. um, you know, worried about what direction it might go if I take this ticket, worried about, you know, my son. He was an infant at the time. Mm-hmm. Worried about, hey, I don't know this family that great. I just got married to this guy, and I've just, I got this baby, and, you know, what's going to happen to me if something, you know, if oh, things yeah. go south? That, that was my worry, and as I'm doing this, you know, as I'm, I'm presenting all this and I'm, I'm telling, you know, James and Brian, it's just like replaying in my head, if that makes any kind of sense. Yeah, it's like no, almost no. like I was reliving it. And then I'm worried also, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, obviously say anything wrong or, or interject anything because this is ultimately, it was Frank's family. Um, it was his brother. It wasn't mine. Um, but at the same time, I didn't want to step on his toes. So I was, I'm usually a, quite a talker. So it was like I was trying to make myself be quiet, if that makes any kind of sense at all. <laughs> no, that, and, that, that um, comes across because I don't think you I, talk was, for the, like the first uh, – Oh, my God. Years. I talk. You can't shut me up. That's the problem. <laughs> and so I'm there sitting there the whole time, and I'm like, okay. And I'm telling myself in my head, I'm like, like the little voice is like, okay, Heather, just shut up. Let him talk. Let him talk. Let him talk. Let him talk. And I think it came out in my expression because I've seen a couple of the – of the tweets, and they're like, oh, yeah, she has so much expression. It's not, I'm, like, thinking to myself, yeah, I'm saying every word that I want to say, but with my eyes and my my, my, my facial <laughs> That's expression. True. Yeah. And, and then sometimes um, you would jump in on the final word of a thing just because, well, yeah. but, it, but it was all in your 
it was every you were doing everything but saying it. You were feeling it and living it, but you would finally exactly. say, like Frank would say, like, yeah, we were walking down the street. You'd say street. <laughs> but it was, well, we knew that we've been married for like twenty three years oh, now, and, I, and when he got, yeah. and then when he, and then when he got the date of our of our, our anniversary wrong, I was like, we were married in November of ninety six. Yeah, that's the only thing that I regret them putting. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's one that they could take out, and uh, but they're not. But look, it's funny. Everybody came away from this. I feel like they weren't sure what to make of 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 you Frank or you Heather and they just were like where's the story going I don't know who these people really are or what their story is and look I still haven't seen the final one I can't wait but everybody I've talked to comes out of it and, and has been saying like oh I got I got a handle on who they were and I understand them and I like them in the in the documentary series so that's a real uh it seems like the real versions of yourselves ultimately came through and people understood who who you are and where you were coming from so then that's not an easy thing so that i'm glad that 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 happened for for both of you so are we and um Mike, do you have any final questions? Because I, I uh... no, I, I, I won't go into details. We'll, we'll, we'll probably talk about uh, after you see the finale next week about certain things. Okay, yeah, but, we'll talk more about it on the show. But... but I'll just say this to to you right now that uh, you know Robin, who's uh, Frank's uh, sister in law, uh, who had you know a very rough life um, that comes through uh, the series, but. You're almost left with sort of a there was sort of a, a happy ending where there were major rifts in in the family that they were able to overcome, let's say, and and that was that was uh, a nice. I, I wasn't I didn't see that coming. So there's, well, there's that's, a, that's there's, fantastic. Yeah, there's so many uh, major revelations at the end of this thing, and uh, I recommend it to everybody to check it out. Yeah. Now, Frank and Heather, one final thing is Mike often will drive back and forth from New Jersey to Florida. <laughs> he 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 often takes the the straight shot down. I had a friend in Sarasota. He had a friend in Sarasota, but he's always bragging. And tell me if this makes sense logically. <laughs> he would drive down from New Jersey to Florida, which is a, literally a twenty-four hour drive, and he would have this cooler filled with shrimp. That he would get uh-huh. in New Jersey, and he would drive down with this cooler to eat them in Sarasota. And I'd be like, "Why are you driving? Why didn't you just get the shrimp down in Florida? That's a, it's they got so much seafood down there." I had a shrimp and he connect. Would, he would always brag, "I got a connect. I got a seafood connect. Yeah. A shrimp connect." <laughs> there, I, I had I knew somebody who had the card to a restaurant depot. Where you can get things wholesale. If I drove down to Florida, I wouldn't be able to get shrimp for wholesale. Yeah, but you also <laughs> the shrimp would be fresh by the time you. They were you fresh. Be eating rotten, uh, rotten it, trunk it, shrimp. It wasn't twenty four hours. It was seventeen. Yeah, well, you're eating trunk shrimp, Mike. <laughs> it was on the ice. It was on the ice. It was cool. Nobody got sick. Does this make sense to you, Heather or Frank? The idea of of doing well, that. In, in, in a sense, possibly. I think mean, he sounds a little crazy. 
No, it, it makes it makes sense because sometimes things are just better when you're in in your element. You know, it would be like yeah. you know, you wouldn't want to you know, like a hot dog goes with like New York or like you know, or like pizza with bagels. Yeah. So it, bagels. You gotta you gotta be there. And let me tell you what, I went to New York and the pizza there is to die for compared to Florida. Like it was perfect. Yeah. And I, I, I dream of having pizza in New York, so <laughs> I would love to be there and have pizza. So now I. I honestly, I, so I can kind of relate. So, shrimp and well, pizza. Next, next, okay. next time you're in New York, you <laughs> let us know, and we'll we'll get you some pizza. Perfect. I'll hold you to it. All right. Well, thank you both. Thank you, Heather Colombo, Frank Colombo, from the HBO documentary series McMillions, for calling in and being a part of the show. I truly appreciate it. Thank you're you both. So very welcome. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Unbelievable. I tell you. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Just when I'm like, I'm just like, Mike's out the door. He's checked out. He's, he's just half asleep. Food shows up. He shows up to eat. That's what I figure at this point. Yeah. Shows up to eat. Free food. He not care about the best show anymore. Mike. You did it again. Yeah, thank you. You did it, Mike. Four thousand, uh, forty-five hundred points. I'm giving you an extra five hundred because it went well. Oh, it went very well. Yeah, it went great. We scooped, Mike. We scooped everybody we on scooped this. Scooped everybody on that, Mike. That's a straight up best yeah. show scoop. Yeah. Can we get it to go viral? Come on. That should yeah. be viral. Yeah, like uh, the Corolla virus. <laughs> right. Yeah. You got the Corolla. It's like the Corolla virus up in this piece. <laughs> Mike, we get this. We get this spread around like that. Can you play? Can you play uh, music? I I have to uh, okay. check on something real quick. Okay. I've uh, I've got to get Pat. Pat sort of. You get Pat. Okay, Two you on. talk for one moment. <laughs> You're back. <sighs> AP Mike. Mike, you did it. Mike, Can we there. take some calls? Yes. Now I got an echo. Hello? We're here, Tom. Pat. Yes. That was swearing. That was swearing with uh, Grow Into a Ghost from Fallen to the Sun on Merge Records. Great album. Great band. Great people. Allison Crutchfield. Super talent. And the Philadelphia crew. Yeah. So I want to say this. What's going on tonight, everybody? We just heard uh, Frank... Uh, Colombo and Heather Colombo from MacMillions. And I'll tell you, Pat, just give me, just on a scale of, I'm just going to say this, Pat. Scale of one to ten. What's it like over there? You know what I mean. Well, first of all, um, 
If only there was a way we could determine that was really them from McMillions. I mean, oh, so you still think it's the 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 jury <laughs> the, the will ultimate skeptic. <laughs> the jury will be out forever on that one, but uh, oh, but but it was great content. I'll say that, Mike. You you got some great grade A content for the show. Thank you, Pat. Congratulations. You did it, you did it Mike. Pat, though, seriously, on a scale of one to ten, what's what's the tude like? Um, pretty good, pretty good. You know, um, still would love uh, just uh, you know. It's not the same without Dudio here. Yeah. Oh, you would have loved that. Dudio right now has been brought. Oh, that is because now I'll say this, Mike. Now I'm going to mention your dumb stuff. Go to apmike.bandcamp.com. Mike's selling these limited edition Warhol versions of his headshots. Limited 2020 Warhol editions. Where I cannot handle the picture that you posted of it. You. Yeah, well, I guess you can buy that, huh? You want one of those? Are they signed? They'll be signed, yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's slightly embarrassing that in in my fifty eighth year that I'm uh, basically doing stuff that I did in kindergarten, coloring. Yeah, now you, but now you're doing it for money, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, no. It's and uh, he's working up he's working up cameo. Yeah. He's going to do these videos where he'll be like, "Congratulations on on graduating, Carol." Uh, you did it. Uh, happy birthday, uh, Uncle Uncle Steve. Um, and he's going to make a pile of money on that. Oh, my God. Now, Mike, do you feel like I came on? Did I come on too strong with the, with the Columbos, or did I come on not strong enough? No, actually, you, you were great, Tom. I mean, you know. You Wait, what was know, that? You didn't know it was <laughs> – you didn't know it was going to happen for no, sure. I missed that first thing. You said actually, and then I missed what you said. Oh, I, I said you were great. I mean, okay. it wasn't a, a powder puff interview. You, uh, you know, you brought up stuff that people probably would like to, you know, yeah. question. Look, I'm not going to go on. I'm not going to go on and, and humiliate them right, or right, grill right, them right. and make them feel bad about yeah, it. They were yeah. nice enough to call in. Yeah. But I want to also not just make it some thing where I'm not asking them anything about the reality of their lifestyle. No, I thought I thought I I was very happy with how forthcoming they were. Yeah. And, and that they didn't shirk any of your questions. No. You know, they respected uh both of us, I think, and uh, we respected them, you know, so I think so. Yeah. I no, that was very was great. Yeah. I appreciate their time and and them being so open. Yeah. Um Yeah. Now, the topic tonight though is skin crawlers though. Let's go to the phones. Line one. Besho, hi. Hi, Tom. That interview was so good. Oh, why, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. To whom am I speaking? This is Taki in Oakland. Taki? Taki? Like my, my fingers are chalky from these chalkboards. Chalk? Ch- oh, they, what, oh, 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 I know who this is. This is a famous musician. Chalky. That's me. This is... This is Chalky. He's a guy who, uh, uh, Chalky has, uh, put out this music. And, uh, he's really good. 
Your music's oh, really thanks. good. I checked it out. I, I'm sorry I was behind the curve on it. Oh, Chalky. Okay. Tom, Tom, would you take the, if someone gave you the million dollar game piece? Would you would you cash it in? Yeah, of course I would. I would yeah, said I would try to figure it out through tax. Make sure that I can get slammed on the taxes. But I would do it. Would my Would you, Mike? Well, I, I what do you qu- think? I what would, do you think? <laughs> I would question it though. You would you would uh, do it without questioning question it, it, Tom? No, you want to know what though? I know this is, is exactly true. Mike would question it because every week I present him a bleeping game piece. <laughs> In terms of opportunities on this show, he questions every single one of them. I gotta, I, I'm begging this guy to do cameo where he's gonna end up making a, a dump truck full of money. And he's making like I'm, yeah, uh, like I'm, uh, like I'm doing him a favor. I have no, I don't understand his aversion to that at all. I, I see so many cameos. I've gotten some cameos myself and Mike's mm-hmm. perfect for it. I would buy so many Mike cameos. I don't want to embarrass yeah. myself. Mike. It's too late for that. <laughs> you you yeah, can do a cowboy hat edition. I have thought it. Yeah. I have thought that. That's that's what I go back and forth. I don't want to embarrass myself. Wait, yeah. you've already embarrassed yourself. You know, it's like Mike, we've all embarrassed ourselves. <laughs> yeah. You don't think the show this show has shown us in our our best and worst moments? Yeah. Mike, it's yeah. too late. Yeah. You know what it is? Bloom is the other thing. Bloom's off the rose. <laughs> the other thing is I don't want to be gouging people. People have been so generous to me as it is. You know, it's, it's, it, it, you know, it's funny. The whole, the, the way it's gone, it's amusing. But then I don't want to be like just, you know, this guy is like, there's like no end with this guy. How much, how much money is going to hit us up for, you know? Yeah, well, don't worry about that, Mike. It's uh, the kind of thing that if people don't want it, they won't do it. Right. Okay. No, I'm, I'm going to move forward. I just want to get everything in place. I love it. No, Chalky. Hi, uh, I have one for the topic for you, if you if you want, Tom. But let, let's hear it, Chalky. Did you see Cats the movie? What movie? Cats, like the animal Cats, Andrew Lloyd Webber Cats. I did not see Cats. No, I did not see it. Did you see Cats? Okay, well, I saw Cats a lot. I saw it five times. I've been uh, hosting screenings Chalky. of them here over here really? in the Bay Area. In, in, in yeah. the Bay Area. Uh-huh. Now, people but, um, can check your music. Before we get too deep into this, Chalky, Chalky, C-H-A-K-I dot Bandcamp dot com is where people can check your stuff out. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for saying that, Tom. It's so sweet of you. I've been uh, such a fan of yours for so, so long, you know? And this guy's good. He's got good, uh, good stuff, man. I tell you. Thanks. He's laying, he's Thanks. laying it out. He's got some, some pretty... Uh, some pretty uh, uh, some pretty intense grooves going down. I try to get groo- like funky. I like to be funky. You know what I mean. I hear you, and you're you're not trying. You're doing. Oh, thanks, Tom. Jeez, I'm so I'm blushing here. Um, oh, I appreciate you're, you're it, but yeah, to... I I suggest you see cats. But I gotta say that the CGI fur does um, make my skin crawl, and just like CGI. That Uncanny Valley stuff in general, like Avatar, also makes my skin crawl. Do you know what I'm yeah. talking about? Oh, absolutely. The idea that when uh, a computer is trying to simulate human, the human, the human uh, state of the real world, and you end up where it's almost all the way there, but it hits this one little spot that it makes you 
it just it sets it just make it, it's exponentially horrible how close it comes and misses. Right, and it, I think it started maybe with like the Polar Express or something, and Cats is the peak of where it just is wrong and it breaks your brain. So I suggest you mm-hmm. Cats, but also the, the so the effects are bad, but the music is really good. And Andrew Lloyd Webber is really good, and Jesus Christ Superstar is really good. And if you like prog rock, I think you'll like it, Tom. Well, I gotta, I gotta check Cats out. You know, you know what? Uh, the hair that gets me is um, on uh, on Love Is Blind. The one guy Barnett, his hair on that show through my through the TV set feels like it's he's got that like. The way the G.I. Joe dolls, the original ones used to be made with like that fuzzy beard and that fuzzy hair. Yeah, like the, the, the Mego, the Mego dolls. Yeah, that's how his hair is. Yeah, it's like felt. It's like, yeah, and it just makes my, it makes me feel itchy when I look at his head. Did you watch the yeah. finale of that? I did. I watched the finale of Love is Blind. Everyone seems to be disappointed. Were you, or were you satisfied? Nah, I was into it. I'm fine. I'm fine with it. <laughs> Still not Tell sure about the phrase "shasty." I'm not sure if that's <laughs> where how we should all feel how that lands on the ear. I'm not sure if that is slightly is that an anti-Semitic thing? Slightly like a shyster. You know what I mean? Like a, a money lender it would be. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's a loaded thing. I hope I hope it's not because it's a pretty sweet insult, but it feels too good. Uh, it feels too good to be true that it seems like it's probably super offensive, and I just need some clarity on that. I'm not saying it; I'm just reiterating what was on the show and trying to get some clarity. Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna watch a great show tonight. I'm gonna watch the end of McMillions and Love Is Blind tonight. But I have one quick tip for you before I go. While you're in Los Angeles, you should go to Disneyland because the coronavirus is making it a ghost town. Every ride, like, 10-minute wait. I just went last week. It was great. All right, Chalky. All right, Chalky. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks, my friend. Is Chalky gone? He is now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree with him, Tom. I'm going to say don't go to Disneyland. Is Chalky gone? Yes. Chucky gone. Chucky's gone. And Chucky I'm gone. Let and, me rock you the rock. Chucky gone. Right? Get it? <laughs> Ugh. Look, that interview with Mike and the 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 guy who look, Mike. You I gotta say this. I didn't know where the line was at certain points. I hoped I I hoped I was respectful without uh uh I I don't wanna be offensive to the guy. No, but I also didn't you, you know what I mean? No. It wasn't like Kevin Smith. <laughs> yeah. True low point. I'd like to formally apologize to Kevin Smith tonight for that interview 14 years ago where he got, uh, he got kind of, uh, rope doped. So I tip my hat to you, Mr. Smith. You, you deliver. You do what you want. Am I in, am I one of your audience? Am I a, a snoocher boocher or whatever you guys fans call yourselves? No, I'm not. I'm not a snoocher boocher. Somebody said- have I seen every one of your movies? Yeah, I have. Red State. Actually, not everyone. I didn't see Yoga Hosers. You saw you saw the reboot though, right? Oh, I saw the reboot. 
Yeah. That, that thing apparently is breaking records or something. There was an article in Forbes that it's the making, reboot is breaking records. It's making like a ton of money with these live shows and. I'll say I this. Good article. for him. Good for good for him. Mr. Kevin Smith, you did it. You did it again, Kevin Smith. <laughs> you magnificent bastard. <laughs> I wish I could study your playbook. See, that's the thing. The spot I'm in now. You got this Kevin guys like Kevin Smith, right? This guy's cleaning up. It's time it's Tom time. It's Tom time. It's time for me to start cleaning up, get a piece of the action. Leave it all for Kevin Smith. Macmillions guy. I get this detective the detective on Macmillions that has a, a better showbiz career than I do right now. Doug. Was his name Doug? Doug Matthews. Doug Matthews. And weird, it's spelled weird too. Like one T yeah, or something? Yeah, one T. Yeah, bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. That's my window, Mike. Yeah. It's Tom Time. It's a window for Tom Time. Window's closing. Final window. This is it. For, uh, for, uh, for the, uh, they shoved me into the wood chipper. This is it, final window, and I'm, gra- I'm going for it. I'm grabbing it. I'm grabbing it like like nothing's got coronavirus on. No, I'm grabbing it like I like coronavirus. You're loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I will say that coffee order is disgusting, though, that they get. <laughs> Here's I- another question I, I wish I, I could have asked them. Is, do you think the whole thing was a six-hour-long McDonald's commercial? Well, I've said that, Mike. Oh, okay, yeah. It makes me hungry. Yeah, yeah. It makes me want McDonald's. Okay. Yeah. McDonald's fry, <laughs> so, right? So, so now we're going to pr- probably get, see more scandals at uh, these huge uh, corporations or whatever, just to get some of that uh, six-hour PR on HBO. We gotta get. I gotta. I gotta get. Uh, again, I'm open for business. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I think that. Th- I think that this is McDonald's way of letting everybody know that that the uh, monopoly game is coming back. This in 2020. <laughs> that too, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. It's it's a big launch. That for, would be uh, for, the, for the comeback of the monopoly money. And all I want to say is this: comes of McDonald's. Look, that food is disgusting. We all know it. It's good hot. Second that stuff gets cool, it's the way you wouldn't give it to a dog that you hated. Yeah. You know, if there's a dog you didn't like, you wouldn't give him a McDonald's uh, cheeseburger. <laughs> Once that thing cools off. The fries. But I'll say this. Get those, that filet fish comes off the, uh, off the griddle hot. <laughs> yeah. I'm into it. <laughs> it's the only thing that Trump gets right. Kids <laughs> like fast food. You win a football uh, game, you, you want to eat some Big Macs. I'll say that, and I'll say this: I'm open for business. I got if anybody got a thing you need me to show up, claim it, tickets, contest winner. It's my turn. It's Tom time. If they're not going to give it to me. They're not going to give it to me legit. I'll go in the back door. I'm going in the back door now. They giving it to me legit, Mike? Yeah. Back door. Yeah. I look, uh, I look online two days ago. I see, oh, you know what DC announces? You know what they announced, Mike? What? Uh, something called the three jokers. Oh. Oh, where, 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 where'd you hear that? 
Anybody hear the three jokers as a concept anywhere? Oh, yeah, a month ago on this show. I was going to shoot a movie, Three Jokers, with Har- Hooley Quinn. Get uh, uh, Mary Houlihan as, 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 as Harley Quinn, Hooley Quinn. Not now. <laughs> now DC's doing the Three Jokers. I wonder where you got the idea for that. No, they're not. What? Are you real right now? Pat, Google Three Jokers. Well, first of all. Pat, I just typed in three jokers. I'm well. I'm loading Bing. Hold on a second. <laughs> three jokers. The they got a book called Three Jokers coming out. The internet's really slow. Right one now. day ago, Entertainment Weekly. One day ago, Jeff Johns, Jason Fabuk teased DC's Three Jokers comic in exclusive interview. Well, I think we need to sue. I think we do. Or you know what we need to do? Get Frank Colombo to make a call. One call. Who, right? would, who would the call, call be to? Right? You get, get, uh, we'll, we'll get, what's his face up there? Sweaty. He'll drip, he'll drip all over the comic books. Buddy. Right? Is that his name? His name, Buddy. Dusty, I think. You know, I think he was a Dusty. No, you know he's a buddy of. Oh, no, no. He's, his last name was Baker. I know that part. Wasn't it Buddy? It was something along those lines. Right? It says that this is their long-teased three-joker story. Long-teased? Buddy Fisher was his name. Uh-huh. I'm going to say this. I'm going to send Buddy Fisher up there. He'll start dripping all over the comic book pages. <laughs> then you'll pay. It's my idea muscle. It's the muscles in his forehead that force sweat out. I never saw anybody sweat that much. I thought I thought he was going to start seeing the organs coming out of his forehead. He's sweating so much. See blood start coming out. Oh. What? We lost a caller that was holding on for an hour and 58 minutes, and I was going to go to their call next, and they blew it. they good? It. I don't know. Mike screened him before the back? show. Might, be it. might be that. Who else we who else we got? Well, I'm gonna Let's go. Let's do some calls and I gotta wrap it up. I gotta get out of here. Uh, Forever Dog gonna lock me in. I don't wanna be locked in overnight. Line four. Their new, their new studios are nice. I think they're a little haunted. <laughs> I want some podcast ghost getting me. You're live Fresh on. Special, hi. Hi, Tom. How you doing tonight? Good. To whom am I speaking? This is Nick in Pasadena. Nick in Pasadena, what's up, Nick? You got something for the for the skin crawlers? I do. Yeah, I'm actually. Uh, I've, I've been watching some basketball while uh, while I've been listening to this. I got to say, excellent show tonight. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, oh no, it's my it's my pleasure. I I, I got to say the 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 two of you, uh, you and Mike, co interviewing is really something special. Wait, hold on a second. What's that now? <laughs> I, 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 hope, I hope you'll uh, you excuse me, Tom. With all due respect, I, I, I love you as a as a, an interviewer, but I did think that you and Mike had some real rapport there, and I just thought I had to say that. Oh no, no, I'll take that. I, I'll take that. You sure? Yeah, yeah. No, we we did it. Mike uh, and I, Mike and I, uh, made it happen. We deli- yeah, We I, delivered. I just really wanted to encourage that. You know, more of that. Well, I appreciate that. 
To what do uh, I have the pleasure of this call? What do you want to say? Well, well yeah, no, I, was, I was watching basketball, and, uh, um, and I have to say that uh, what has been making my skin crawl over the last few days is seeing the the, the total lack of uh, uh, attention to you know, advisories against, you know, handshaking, high-fiving, daps, all this, uh, you know, every, uh, you know, the entire game. And it just made me want to ask, actually ask you what you thought about the uh, the discussion about there being uh, a potential fan-free uh, rest of the NBA season. Oh, no, that'd be good. It would be like how it used to be going to Nets games. <laughs> I would often go to Nets games and at some point they would just be like, they would like, yeah, like I remember like one time, uh, Armand Gillian yelled up and asked if I wanted to come down and play. <laughs> well, the, the, and then uh, they, they, they let me put on Chris Morris's jersey. Well, it, it actually makes me wonder too, like the extent to which they'll, they'll try to, uh, you know, replicate the, the, the presence of a, of a crowd, like how, how many, like how big the entourage for each team would, would be in this case. Mm-hmm. Wait, are they going to do that? It, it's, it's being floated right now. LeBron James came out really hard against it. Uh, I think about, mm-hmm. you know, 24 hours ago saying like he wouldn't play if, uh, mm-hmm. if they had these games without, uh, without a live audience. Uh, and then he, he, I think, was, was encouraged to walk that back. So today he, he said he, he would trust the experts and, and kind of follow, follow the plan accordingly. Yeah. Well, I, I, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Do any celebrities have this coronavirus yet? Something about a singer? None that, none that I'm aware of. No? Okay. Um, yeah, no, I'm not, I, I think you gotta have fans at the games. Look, if everybody washes their hands, right? Tell that get to through us. This. Wash your hands. Do, Don't do cough you think in people's faces. Basketball game is washing their hands, Tom? Yeah, I do. No. They're not. Well, I do. I did my part to, uh, Help things. Um, I worked the Devils game, and, yeah. there, and there was a restroom with no uh, paper towels, and mm. I immediately went to somebody and told them. That's well, good. look, Mike. I'll say this: the 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 word hero gets thrown <laughs> around a fair amount, and uh, it's been it's been cheapened <laughs> to some degree. But it's important in these times that when it, when somebody actually does rise to the occasion, that we uh, honor them. Um, Likes the so I salute Spider-Man. you for your for the act of bravery <laughs> you exhibited. Um, I will say this: you got these people. Speaking of hero, I'm going to say it again: be your own hero. You want to be hero? This hell, it's hell right now. Hell times. This is it. You guys wanted Endgame. I want Endgame. What's Endgame? Well, guess what? It is Endgame. You got it. If there ain't Batman ain't running around uh, gonna fight Thanos, right? Last time I looked, Aquaman ain't ain't going toe to toe with uh, with uh, with uh, Captain America. B 
Be your own hero. Help people. Got old people in your neighborhood? Help them out. Try to keep them away from the coronavirus. Get them some hand soap. Right? Ain't the worst yeah, thing I in the world. I agree. Help them out. And if they're sweaty like that, uh, that, uh, the dude on Macmillions, just make sure you wash your hands. <laughs> Thanks for the call, buddy. Thank you, Tom. Hang up on him. Who else we got? Any other calls? Sure do. Got three more calls. All right. These are the final three calls and we're wrapping it up because, uh, uh, Brent's got to go home. <laughs> All right. We're going Best to. Best show. Hi. Hold on one second. We're going to line three. You're on the air. Best show. Hi. Uh, hi. This is Joe Grippo. How's it going, Tom? Oh, it's going good. Is this, this is Joe, Joe, Joe? Yeah. Joe, Joey. I mean, we go way back, so you, you should know what to call me by now, right? The, yeah, I call you, uh, sir. <laughs> Right? No, not tonight. Not tonight. You are the sir. You. This is the best show. Now, who is this now? This is Joe Grippo. G-R-I-P-P-O. And how do I know you, Joe? You commented on a tweet of mine that was uh, <clears throat> the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad I can, I'm glad I can help you. <laughs> yeah, you did. You always do. Well, welcome to the show, Joe. Thank you. Anything else you want to say? Um, I mean, I have one for the topic, for sure. Let's hear it. Let's hear it, Joe. Um, I haven't been listening to the show. It's a tricky situation where I am right now. However, um, has anyone mentioned Mike Love tonight? No. Nobody has. Yeah, no, that's that's number one, man. That what that gives you the 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 skin crawlers? Yeah, absolutely. Let me tell you a story. Today, today my dad came back. He plays cribbage um, semi-professionally, and he was in Reno for a tournament. And he came the back game on to, the Harry Potter game. Quit. Yeah, he plays Quidditch. Now, which one is which? I'm confused now. What's your dad do? <laughs> Uh, my dad was a truck driver for over 30 years. Okay. But, uh, yeah. But he, actually, I think he started playing cribbage when, um, he was. What is break. cribbage? What is that? A, 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 you play with what? Yeah, Dominoes or dice? Cards? You play, with pe- you play with cards. You play, you play with cards. You keep score with pegs. Um, you have a call. Um, He's not a caller, but I believe he's called twice. A guy named Vinny. Um, I play cribbage with him sometimes. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, so my dad was in Reno uh, for a tournament, and there's a Beach Boys concert, and he's kind of hyping up this Beach Boys concert uh, like for weeks leading up to his trip. And I'm like, shit, man. Is this, are we getting Mike Love? Like, what is... Sorry. So watch your mouth. You watch your yeah. mouth. Yeah. Oh, can you sorry. curse on the show like that? No. No, I actually did. was not. <laughs> hang, hang up on him. Hang up on him. Hang up. He, the toilet mouth. I, I just had a guy from the Colombo family on and kept it clean. 
<laughs> and you know, yeah, I wanted to mention about Doug Matthews again. Yeah. He's, he's cursing through the whole thing, you know? Yeah. What do you think uh, Edgar J. Hoover would have thought of that? He would have been on his ass. What, what do I think? Yeah. What do I think Edgar J. Hoover would have said about it? Yeah. Edgar J. Hoover. <laughs> J. Hoover. Are you? You're out too. You, you, you're, you, you're run, you're run, uh, yeah, you, you, you flamed out quicker than I, uh, I got sick of it faster than I would have thought, Mike. I forgot his name. You're, you're out. You're out for tonight. I'd be out for that. Yeah, you did it. You, you, you did it. You made your mark. You, you're, it's, I'm a little oh, irked yeah, by no, you I'm now. Sorry. Yeah. Who else we got? You're run, you're run, uh, Special, hi. Hi, Tom. This is Paige from Los Angeles. Paige from Los Angeles. What's up, Paige? I am uh, making ribs and trying to learn how to crochet. That's my favorite line from They Live. Oh, my God. I love that movie so much. <laughs> I'm making and ribs try and trying to, to learn how to crochet, today. and I'm all out of ribs. Um, you know who likes the movie They Live? Pat. They live? They, they live. live. They live. Can you, can you hear me if I'm on speaker like this, or is it bad? We try to get off speaker, please. Okay. I turned it off. I'm sorry. Yeah. Put, stop making the ribs for five minutes. Or the, <laughs> or the, or the uh, little plant holder you're making, whatever you're making with your crochet. Trying try to make a tail warmer for my cat. A tail warmer? Your cat's yeah. got a cold tail? No, I just um, think it would be funny to put it on him. Well, let me say I this. I don't think he'll Paige. wear it. There's a movie called They Live, right? Mm-hmm. And it stars uh, a, a wrestler, Rowdy Roddy Piper. And it's a really good movie. And Pat loves it, and he formed a rock group that pays tribute to it called They Live. Mm-hmm. And they perform shows uh, in character. And, um, yeah, it's a good movie, and it's got a, it's got a good fight scene in it, and people like it. And, uh, and, yeah, Pat loves it, so it's exciting. But the thing is, as much as Pat loves They Live, you know what he hates? Movie what? Drowning Mona. Mm, and he also hates uh, Draft House. Alamo Draft House. Cause they, cause they shut him out. He tried to get into a movie and it was a little late and then they bounced him. They wouldn't let him in. But I'm still willing to host for charity a screen of Drowning Mona with a Q&A at a, an Alamo Draft House. If, any best show listeners out there can help me set that up. I will do it. I love it. I hope you succeed in that. What if, what would you do, Pat? Imagine this. Live at Alamo Draft House, a screening of They Live. Mm-hmm. John Carpenter, the director, is there. Love it. And he's going to be talking to people, but it's at Alamo Draft House. Mm-hmm. What do you do? I would go. I would go and, you know, I would get there early, I guess, but I, I would, uh, I would, my question to John Carpenter, I'd wait till the end of the film 
I'm going to wait to be the last question. And I'd say, Mr. Carpenter, I love your film. I love your catalog. I love your composing works. Um, if someone showed up to tonight's screening and bought a ticket in advance and had trouble parking, do you think it would have been right to <laughs> to exclude them from this experience, being that they had a receipt and a and a paid ticket? If they were oh, oh. if they were eleven minutes late to this establishment, and I would love see, it. I would I would love to hear his response. You know what I would ask Mr. Carpenter? I'd say, Mr. Carpenter, how do I get an agent? Yeah, I mean, I would. That's a great question for anybody in the entertainment industry at a Q and A. Or I would ask him a question that was not a question, but was me talking at him in and make him think it's a question, but it really was an exercise in me showing how intelligent I am. Another staple of the Q and A, or two non-questions back to back, two statements back to back, two state. Yes, either how do I get representation? <laughs> here's one thing I'm going to say about that I observed, or here's two things. So, uh, what if what if I show up to this event? And I dress in a suit and a Bluetooth earpiece and I wait towards the end. And my question to John Carpenter is, Hey, I'm an agent and I'm looking to represent people at Q and A's who have mm-hmm. zero to oh, no experience. Pat, Pat, you, I gotta say this. Everyone on the best show staff is uh, firing on all cylinders tonight. Mike is coming through booking the guests. He got the, the guy from, uh, from, uh, the couple from, uh, uh, Mac Millions. And now Pat's, that's a, an amazing idea. I'm going to pitch it to Connor O'Malley. I think he would pull that off a lot better. It's kind of, it's kind of, I think that's a Connor O'Malley, uh, viral video right there. It's him in a suit, no tie. Uh, yelling. Is he yelling? He'll, he, he eventually yells. Yeah. He has a Bluetooth earpiece. And his Q and A question is that he's there. He's trying to figure out how he can represent strangers uh, with zero showbiz experience who attend Q and As. I love it. Now, Paige, to what do I owe the pleasure of this call? Um, is it still Positive Tuesday for you, Paige? Yes. Okay, so I got great news, and I got a thing that makes my skin crawl. They're separate, unrelated things. The great news is I resigned from my job, and I could not be more thrilled. Okay. Congrats. Thank you. And the second thing is the skin calling thing. You know the movie Black Panther? Yes. You know how the Michael B. Jordan skin has, like, the bumps on it? Yes, because of the, yeah, uh uh-huh. I, I cannot look at that. I cannot. I would love to watch the movie. I started watching it, and it was, like, in- interesting to me, and I was mm-hmm. into it, and then I just can't look at this. I can't. It makes my skin crawl. It freaks me, okay. it freaks me out so bad. I well, can't even think about Paige, it. <laughs> what if you were to watch the movie, and it was in a new technology called uh, Rub-A-Rama, where you watch the movie, and then different things are rubbed on your cheek. And one sensation is the uh, Michael B. Jordan skin from the movie Black Panther. 
Um, no, the sensation actually doesn't bother me. Like, imagining that doesn't bother me. It's the visual aspect. Now, somehow I could watch the movie where I didn't see it, but I only felt that sensation. I would probably enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fair enough. Well, Paige, I salute you. Thanks. Any, anything else you would like to add to tonight's program? Um, I also couldn't watch Cats. It really freaked me out. I just turn it off. Sure. It's upsetting. And, uh, slimy vegetables, like in the, if you leave it in the drawer for too long, Ooh. they get slimy. Oh, oh. oh my God. <laughs> yep. Well, you delivered. Thank you. <laughs> These are the things that keep me up at night. Have a great night, Tom. What a wonderful show. Thank you. You have a great night. Thanks. Bye. All right. Any other calls? Lines are complete. Like we're done. Yeah, we we got every call. No one left hanging. Well, let's wrap it up so that Brent can get home. Everyone, best show. Thank you again for listening. It's a good show tonight. Another good one. Heating back up. You feel it? You feel it, Mike? When did we cool off? Eh, we cooled off a little bit. I don't remember. We're heating back up, though. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Heating back up. Here we come. And I'm saying this. Here we come. Because you know what I got in me again? The fire? A little bit of the fire. Yeah, love it. Little bit of the, little bit of the, little bit of the, the, the anger. The anger, yeah. It's coming back. And I'm telling you right now, if you listen to this and you're dumb or you're a half wit <laughs> or you're a fraud <laughs> and, and if you, if you've been getting away with it, look out, Jack. Here comes the best show. Score's gonna start getting even. And to turn over all the rocks, huh? We're turning over all the rocks. <laughs> as, as, uh, as they, as Geraldo Rivera once said, sunlight is the best disinfectant. <laughs> yeah. And we will abide by him. <laughs> Why don't you try to get him on the show? Mike? Oh God. What a slime ball. I like him. No, I don't like him. <laughs> um, well, everyone, thank you for listening. Anything to plug, Pat? Uh, let's see. We have... Mr. Jokes Benefit? Yes. I want to plug on March 29th at the Bell House. There's tickets still available. And we're going to have a cavalcade of stars, all friends of Steve, Mr. Jokes Whalen, at the Bell House doing uh, jokes of his. Everyone will be coming out doing, I think, one joke each. Um, a couple people doing a few different things, but it's going to be... A lot of fun. It'll be rapid fire. It'll be a a great night, and we're going to uh, put all the money together and and have it go towards a donation of the family's choice. And so you could catch that at the Bell House on March 29th. That's great. And I heard a little birdie told me somebody's going to be at the Planet X. Oh, I I just was. I was there. You were. That happened. I thought that was this Sunday. Oh yeah. I wish I had one more week to plug it, but it was a good. It was a great night. It was last Sunday. I was there with Nick Naney and Megan Keister, um, and I met a bunch of people who I had never seen before, and they were great, and everyone should go see Brett's show, Planet X, 
no, Planet Sex at Planet X in Ridgewood. Yeah. It's a great new venue. It's a great new show. And Brett always um, brings a great show. Now, Brett, what is Brett's last name again? Uh, Davis. Davis, yeah. Brett Davis, the host of Laundry Man with Brent Dinklage, <laughs> is really a major talent. And I am glad uh, to have uh, discovered him. Nurtured him, cultivated him, curated him. Uh, it is an honor to consider him a peer now after all of, all those years, those formative years. Now he is a little, little birdie flying on his own. The little birdie's a big bird now. Flying higher than me, some might say. He was booked on South by Southwest. Mike, yeah, he was, and that got canceled. Um, Mike, yeah, apmike.bandcamp.com, still flying high. Still flying high. We're yeah. holy in headshots. Cameo coming soon. Coming soon. Thanks, everybody, for listening. You go to uh, patreon.com slash the best show. We got uh, Meet My Friends of Friends. New episodes going up. The the uh, They stay up uh, exclusive there for, for uh, a while, and then they go public. I think... The first ones from season four just went public, so those are out there. You get them anywhere over at thebestshow.net or whatever. But you support the show at patreon.com slash thebestshow. And thanks for listening. Best Show will be back next week. We're coming for you. We're coming for you. We're coming for you. Bye.